All right, welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Pubs Premier Pod. My name is Kyle, and today I'm joined by Tim, James, and Christian. We have a full show here for you guys today. We're going to do a quick review of last week's games and go over our bets and see how we did. Then we'll head straight into previewing the Match Week 3 fixtures and see who everyone's taking in those games. We had a lot of fun recording this one. It's a doozy. It's a long one hanging there with us. So we hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into it. Alrighty, boys, we're here with the same four from last week, back again to hand out some intellectual analysis on last week's games and some professional picks for the upcoming match week three. But before we get into it, I don't want to go too far into the into the analysis before spend per trophy. Is that what it was, James? Was it, uh, yeah, like lower net spend per trophy. It was like lower yeah. net spend per trophy. I actually don't know if it was net spend. It just said spending. So I don't even know if it's no. net spend. Mm. But. Oh, that makes sense. Since like all of our trophies, I, pretty I can't, much are just Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues. I can't imagine that our if it were spending and not net spend because it, uh, there's no way like our number would be astronomically huge. Yeah, and I think I know what the Virgil Van Dyke stat is too. It's mistakes leading to goals. So like over the past couple of weeks, he's had a couple mistakes leading to goals, in which he, I guess. That's just the one random stat that he's leading the league in. So still a horrible <laughs> spin zone on your part. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean it's not great. In fact, not in fact, great. I think I think you just made it worse. Yeah, no, it's not a great stat for Virgil, but I mean, I but like like you guys said, is, yeah, you still take him. Is Virgil Van Dyke the worst defender in the Premier League? Uh, people are asking. Uh, people and are nobody asking. nobody smart is listening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would probably take that guy in a heartbeat. Still, yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to yeah. your back line. We'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, I'm 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 sure. ready for you to pipe in about John Stones, Timothy. I'm ready to hear all about it. <laughs> well, before we well before we get to Man City, they're the last they're the last game of the match week. We got to get through nine more before that. So we'll kick it off here with a recap of Everton versus West Brom. Everton five, West Brom two. The line was Everton minus one. We all had it on our. I think lock of the week, that was all one of our picks for our can't-lose parlays, was Everton minus one. Started off a little shaky with Brom going down there in the 10th minute and just coming with a scorcher from the outside of the box to go one nothing. But yeah, um, same uh, similar storyline for the, some other games this week where it, like, it started out one way and a red card just changed the whole narrative of the game. And, and that's what it was for Everton, of course. Yeah, I think everybody just. I think everybody in general is just coming back a little bit sloppy with not having as much preseason time, not having as much of a break over the summer. But this game was definitely, definitely they had us in the first half, not gonna lie, kind of deal. And then, <laughs> yeah. even, then even after the break, Pereira had this just a beautiful free kick. And oh my gosh, yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. goal of the week. That was so nice. <laughs> yeah, early early Puskas award. Yeah, nominee right there. I mean, it was it was it was a beaut. But then eventually the red card just took over, and then that that midfield is something to something to deal with. I mean, Hamas is serving up 
passes to Richarlison. And this year, Richarlison, I think, is just the worst finisher of all time. I have never seen a guy <laughs> in front of net on open goals just saying, no, I don't want this today. No, I know. I was during that first half when I was going down. I was like, I I was fuming because I, I was watching it. It was seven thirty in the morning. Woke up early for it and was just watching West Brom have this one nothing lead. And I was like, "There's no way my can't lose parlay is going to lose on this first game for Everton West first West Brom." But uh, because I think I think even Everton's first goal was Richarlison missing his header so badly. That it like it, he missed his head completely, hit the defender behind him, and it ricocheted the ball towards uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, who was just standing right in front of net. And the only way that wasn't offside was because Richarlison missed it so badly, and it ricocheted off the defender. I think that's his first uh, Premier League hat trick, Calvert Lewin. Uh, I yeah, I would confirm that, and um, he seems to have found the uh, finishing form that uh, Richarlison has lost, but. Um, it, it's scary if like, if they, if they're, it's, I'm trying not to read too much into this one because of that red card fueling a couple of goals in the second half, but, um, and it's West Brom. I mean, we all came into this game thinking, uh, you know, they're probably going to beat up on West Brom at full strength and that that wasn't necessarily the story. Um, so I, I'm trying not to read too much into this result, but, um, it's it's making me want to bring Everton pieces into my fantasy Premier League team. It's making me want to lay some money on Everton this week. I I will see how that creeps into my projections, but um, entertaining it, at least. Does anybody I, have Calvert Lewin in their fantasy team? Uh, not not yet. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to work work out a way to get him in this week. But I don't think I can. He's I, at a great I'm, price. I'm, yeah, I'm worried that he's inflated right now too. So yeah. Yeah, he's going to be after a good performance like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just going to come down to whether they can rely on their, their two center backs and, you know, just to, just to stop shots and make some good tackles. I think that's the weakest part of their team, to be honest. Allen's like, a beast, too. Yeah, the midfield's, midfield's probably the best part of their team. They have solid wing backs, and if their attackers can finish, you know, it's just going to be whether they can put those, those chances away when they don't have as many against, you know, the, the typical big six teams. True. All right, we got a lot to get through, so we'll move on to the second one. We wrap that one up. Leeds four, Fulham three. Kind of a heartbreaking one for uh, for the parlays. <laughs> Depending on what type of book you're using, mine is like if it pushes, it doesn't. It doesn't win. It just loses the bet. So the line on this one was Leeds minus one, and so it leads blowing a four-one lead to have a, one of the worst beats of the week. Um. I like the one thing that I took away from this game. I want to hear what you guys have to say about uh, because Bielsa's team leads is just some, like something to watch. It's so exciting, but it reminded me of playing FIFA. If anything, I was just like, <laughs> if I were, if I was like, my style of playing FIFA is just like whoever has the ball, just like get any player that you can control and just go at him and just tackle and then just send it upfield, just go forward, just sprint upfield. And then that's what it's like watching Leeds. And like, I, I just couldn't get over that thought of like, these guys are just playing FIFA right now. Like you don't, you don't worry about the stamina. It's the 88th minute and you're just holding down the, the sprint button. <laughs> just go get them. Well, it's, it's, it's the uh, American term known as backyard, <laughs> backyard bullshit. We are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it really was. I mean, I'm sure you know. I'm sure there is some sort of method to the madness, but that man, it definitely is electrical. I mean, really, it was as simple as just Leeds just beating up on their old championship 
you know, runner-ups. I mean, Leeds, the only concern for them is their defense, obviously. They can get forward, get chances, and sparsely finish, but they create so many chances, it doesn't matter. It's just can they prevent yeah, that, goals? That's two four threes in as many weeks, and I think most people would agree that 4-3 against Liverpool feels a little different than 4-3 against Fulham, obviously on the opposite ends of those results. But um, if they can score four goals against – or even three goals against most of the teams they play, you'd think that'll be dangerous. But it feels a little bit like, obviously, it's a it's a different um, experience, but it uh, feels a little bit like Liverpool of three or four years ago, whenever the goals started flying as, as Mane and Firmino started combining in the midfield and Salah came in, but they couldn't figure out their back line. That, that same kind of high energy, high press, uh, guys flying forward, scoring goals and and then they just they have a, a collapse or two in the second half and let teams back into it. So, um, yeah, that one that would hurt for the uh, the back door Fulham cover um, being on the other side of it. It would have been a nice parlay because I snuck them into my three team can't lose that didn't originally have them. But thankfully, it, at at the push, it just uh, fell out of the parlay and I still paid out on the rest. So, um, I don't know how to I don't know how to think about these teams coming out of that one going I know forward, I, I I missed the first half of this game so I really would have liked to see how Bielsa's tactics changed after they're up three goals like does his team go well, did here. they go defensive at all well here let's 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 talk about one people who scored so first you have lead score with pasta at five minutes and then Fulham ended up scoring a penalty with Mitrovic at 34 minutes. Right. And then there was immediate another penalty with uh, Click, I think it is, a glitch at 41 minutes with a penalty. And then from there, Fulham got 50 minutes and then one at 57. So it seems they were all gas, no breaks until that point, both sides. And then Fulham just decided, hey, we're pretty good at this too. And, this, and you know what? They got one in 62 and then 67. So it's just – I feel like they need to have some sort of breaks, but I, to me, both teams are just like, we just got to get goals. <laughs> no defense. Yeah, and I, I agree with Tim's point where it reminds me a little bit of the Liverpool team that could only score goals and like couldn't couldn't defend to save their lives. Yeah. And I think it's just – and I'm looking at this game and just looking at this result as le- leads are going to be so tough to read as far as pay, like gambling or anything because – it's gonna be like it's gonna be so hard to pick against them unless they're against a top top team, but you're gonna hate any line that's over a half a goal because you just know that there's like no chance that they're gonna. It's gonna be like it's just as likely that they're gonna lose to a bottom team, but also just as likely that they're not gonna win by two, maybe. Yeah, unless they figure it out the back. The the thing with that Liverpool team is it's not like Klopp spending more time in the Premier League. Um, and the team becoming more used to his tactics and better conditioned really ultimately solved their defensive issues. It was signings. It was Virgil van Dyke that solved the issues. So I don't know that any amount of acclimation to the Premier League is going to help Leeds stop, uh, you know, letting goals trickle in. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect as long as they're going to try to press the way that they do that their games slow down. And it, it's going to be fun to watch, but a little weird to bet. <laughs> All right, so I got a, a little interesting stat for us right now. Currently, according to the PA Bet Rivers Sportsbook, Leeds United is in seventh place right now at plus 15,000. 
to win the EPL. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty darn good. I mean, they're ahead of Leicester. And they, like you know, it's just crazy to think about that. I, I'm shocked they're ahead of Leicester. Um, yeah, it's probably an overreaction to that Liverpool result. And you know what's crazy is right, right above them is Everton. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all all Leeds have done is just they've they've lost and they've won a game against so, a former. Does that put them both? At, does that put them both ahead of Wolves in that in those odds? Then, yes, sir. That's shocking. Wolves is twenty thousand. Not that I think any um, of them actually have a chance, Tottenham, and I'm not going to. Tottenham is above both of them. Let yeah. the next one up at five thousand. But right now, Manchester City is minus one fourteen, and Liverpool is plus one fifty. Unbelievable. <laughs> Pretty good. It seems pretty like a good bet to me. It's a pretty safe bet. That's not even a bet. That's an investment. In your, in your humble opinion? <laughs> <laughs> seems pretty good to me, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. We'll move on to the uh, midday game on Saturday. It was Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. Probably the, the shock uh, result of the weekend, I guess. Manchester United. Uh, speaking, of, hold on, speaking of Manchester United real quick. Yeah. Did anybody else see two days ago what the what the buzz around town was? The buzz around Manchester was. What was it? Mister Jose Mourinho from London Tot wants to have Jesse Lingard up to thirty million dollars or thirty million pounds. <laughs> you made this up. Wow, <laughs> I'm being dead serious. It's the the boys have been buzzing around it, and Twitter's been buzzing around. Lingardinho. I did see a couple of tweets about that, but like that, I didn't see the price tag. And my first reaction to him signing Jesse Lingard I, potentially for thirty million was Liverpool just signed Thiago. Thiago. For yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm well. Jesse Lingard didn't make a uh, introduction to this game, but um, I don't know. He's they, not going I, to make they, an introduction to any game ever. <laughs> he sucks. He's yeah. just so bad. He's, I think that's what know, we can take away from million. that uh, from that uh, headline is that <laughs> we don't get it and he sucks. <laughs> like, did you guys see it? I think we talked about it at the end of last year. Uh, just uh, another thing on Jesse Lingard. Sorry for the guy, but that uh, that horrible beat where someone made a like a ten pound bet or something like that on Jesse Lingard yeah. to not score or assist all season. <laughs> <laughs> and he got one like the last game. And he like, got one the last minute of the, the last <laughs> on like a, a goalkeeper error. Yeah. yeah, and he was subbed in. Uh, dude, I, I can't even imagine that. I, oh my god, so I'm fuming. <laughs> but, but I mean, you, did anybody I, watch this game? Did anyone watch Manchester United versus Crystal Palace? I did. No. I, I did. It was just all it was is uh, Crystal Palace got the really the scoreline probably wasn't as bad as. Is what it's which what it seems. Um, the, uh, Lindelof had an absolute horrible game. Like he he got in the third goal in particular. Like he just absolutely got outmuscled by Zaha, who yeah. turned around him, kept like pirouetted around him, and he was just in on net and just shot and De Gea didn't have a, a chance at it. I mean, it was just the first goal was just kind of you know it was well worked. Crystal Palace deserved the goal, but the next two came late in the game whenever United had to, had to push forward and, you know, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace could uh, counterattack pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. I, 
I mean, I, I kind of watched it where I was like, this whole game, I was like, United don't have a chance in this one. They just looked whole, like, I don't know, compared to when, it, when we were watching them in the restart where they were flying, beating teams four to five, nothing at, at times. I was like, I was just kind of shocked seeing the performance that they had. And I, it, you can boil it down to a couple players. I think McTominay and, and at the CDM role instead of Matic was, was uh, definitely one of their worst players and in the game. The right, the right flank. I mean, you're not playing Juan Bissaka and you're or, playing Dan James. Yeah. I, I heard I mean, an interesting take uh, about, of course, our manager, Olegana Solsar. I heard an inter- interesting take on him is that he has like, his one tactic and he doesn't know, like, even if he puts different players in, he can't, he won't change it to play to their strengths. Like, Dan James and Mason Greenwood aren't the same. Like, that yeah. team does well when Mason Greenwood's in at the right wing. And, but yeah. Dan James is a completely England's different player. England's bad boy. Yeah, England's bad boy is in that right way. He's banging in goals like he did today against Luton. Yeah. You know, he, he, I mean, he got a uh, he got a shout out from Rio too. They well, won, I, Rio wanted him to play. I mean, really, when you I mean, look at the two to. players, when you look at the two players, I mean, Mason Greenwood's clearly like an inverted inverted winger, kind of in the same mold where Timo Warner started out before he moved to a striker role, and and Jan, Dan James is a screaming down the flank and, and crossing one in kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. And, He's like, you get him behind. He's just pretty much there to be able to run and create havoc through his speed. He's yeah. just not going to – he's just not the same player as Mason Greenwood. And, and Oligana Solskjaer is not a good enough manager to be able to and, just throw him into the side and be able to change a couple tactics around mm-hmm. to be able to, to cater to his strengths. Like, I, I heard that take and I was like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense to – why they just completely capitulate whenever they vary from their starting eleven? He's like, oh no, he it's like he's six foot. Oh, Bowley. Oh yeah, Bully. Willie Bowley. Oh my god, that guy is the tallest motherfucker I've ever seen on this planet. Just yeah, like a Peter, and it works. We hear a little, uh, a little flare back from. No, I feel, I feel bad that I took a week to come up with this comeback, but I looked into the net spend, and there was just this low hanging fruit. I realized that Klopp's <clears throat> net spend for Champions League trophy. Is a lot better than Pep's because I I don't know I'm not good at dividing by zero but I know that number gets pretty big. So yeah, their their net spend was a, a little bit different. Yeah, I think uh, I think Pep has has six trophies to Klopp's two. It depends on if you want to count Community Shields and um, how much cups weigh in there. But yeah, the uh, the Champions League uh, trophy uh, net spend is not so bad. As they say, silverware, silverware. You know, I was actually thinking about why you guys never spend any money, and I saw this tweet today that said that um, it was from a guy, a guy from PSG that was saying that Madrid and, and Liverpool have been the only two of that have been in, in a serious race for the Kylian Mbappe signing. So, I, I, I did think, see that too. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, maybe in the next year or so, you guys are about to drop like two hundred fifty million dollars on that ass. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I mean, from the clouds, we've. We just went out and spent it was eighty a little over eighty million pounds this week. So I, that, I think like from nowhere, like from that was nowhere. that was well, guys, since the last uh, recording, wasn't it? Yeah, but it also looks like you guys are gonna. Might, it looks like someone's hounded. I can't remember who it was, but someone's looking after Brewster, aren't they? Someone's looking to scoop yeah, up. There's a couple Bre- teams. Yep. There was well, a rumor well, that they were uh, close with Crystal Palace, and then Crystal Palace said, "No, we haven't actually submitted a bid." And there's a rumor that Sheffield's looking too. So. One of those two seems likely, yeah. though. Sheffield has to do well, something. Those who yeah. aren't in on the loop, uh, 
that little that little comeback from Tim was from James the last week, piping in with uh, those who go against the oil spending crew or against those from Man City, saying that apparently Guardiola has a a fewer. Okay. What's the next game? The next game, last game of the Saturday was Arsenal versus West Ham. Arsenal two to West Ham's one goal. The line on this again was was a push because Arsenal minus one. Wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I mean, you can't expect like a flying performance from a team every single week. Like Arsenal, like they did enough to win the game, and and I you kind of saw a little bit in this one for me, a little bit of what West Ham <laughs> had during their restart, where they just were had, like got the scrappy. They got Antonio being a scrappy guy up front, and had the team not looking like a like. A pile of shit like they did the first week. I'll be honest; like they don't look that bad in this game. Still, not enough to convince me that they're not a relegation team right now. But I don't know. Then just like uh, West Ham, West Ham's absolute pile of shit team. Yeah, uh, but the <laughs> one thing I took away from Arsenal was like not like not their best performance, but maybe this is what we can expect from Arsenal this year as they don't they can't they don't put their best foot forward and they still get three points. <clears throat> Because that wasn't what you got well, last year. Yeah, the tough thing with Arsenal, though, is that they always line up, you know, and almost playing three at the back a lot of the time. I mean, I know their wingers can – I mean, like Tierney can play fullback pretty easily, and they almost seem like they can come back to five at the back whenever the opponents have possession. But, I mean, you're playing with three real shit center backs from, from last year that kind of turned it around with Arteta, and it's still to be seen whether they're, they're you know – the real deal or not. And they're going to have some tests in the future that uh, I think this weekend they're going to have a test maybe. Who knows? But we'll preview that later. I, say, um, I think Gabriel's pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, like, we haven't really seen him play that much. I mean, he's played, like, a handful of games. Yeah, and then, that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were talking about, like – Well, first test is going to be this weekend. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think – I think most people feel better about him than they feel about the other Brazilian option they have in the back line. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Nutmeg himself. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see if Rob Holding stays there. Like, does, like I don't think Saliba was even in the in the sheet. Like, I don't think he was even named on the bench in this match. So, yeah. I, I don't – like, there's a lot of hype about Saliba. Obviously, he's only 19. Um, Holding's yeah. had good moments. I, maybe that is the, the three back and – um, and I liked holding too. I think he's, I think he's proved it. I, I mentioned it last year. I think once during, whenever we were texting back and forth during one of our games over the summer, I, I he had a, he had a good eye catching performance one game. And I think, I think I agree with you. Gabriel is the obvious standout right now, but I don't think holding's too, too, too far behind. He, they've just, they've gotten a couple of good results. We'll see what happens. That's, that's, I mean, and then maybe they can get Mazzidozo back in the fold. Who knows? Yeah. I think, I, I <laughs> well, think they're I'm, a I'm curious better team than they were last year. I think it's – all right, I'll so be, here, yeah, how about yeah. this? Do you think they just got the players, or do you think uh, it's Mr. Toldark no, and it's, Handsome? No, it's, oh. it's Mr. Toldark and yeah, Handsome. Not handsome. It's definitely Mr. – yeah. And I'm curious to see what William Saliba's role is moving forward <laughs> in this team because he was at Unai Emery signing. Like, they bought him last summer, and they right. had him out on loan this, this past year. And so maybe it's a guy that Arteta's looking like Oh, like I don't really like this guy, and like I wouldn't have bought him personally. Maybe that's the situation they have. Do you but. do you guys do you guys really know anything about him? Like, is is he, is he more built like um like a sweeper, like an Upham McConnor, like a like a Beckenbauer at the old Bayern Munich, or is he quick, or is he more like um 
like a Puyol that's just stout and you know. And I I I've I've never watched him play. I know he's young. I think he's like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, or something like that. I mean, by, I, just by based off looking at him, he's he's tall and like on the slimmer side, but he's I've big. never seen him play. Yeah, he, he's he's listed at six four and I think about a little over two hundred pounds. So he's he's a thick, um, he's, a, he's a big guy. And, and at, 19, at nineteen, that's quite a size. So like, Who, who's that? Who's that? Who's that giant guy for um for for wolves? Is that Dundonker? Yeah. The, uh, what I mean, time back to the game. Uh, like any last takeaways on Arsenal two and West Ham one, kind of another uh, little, upsetting push. Yeah, a little concerned that they couldn't do more against a West Ham team that looks like they're destined for relegation at this point. But right, they, a win's a win, and I think Arsenal will take any win of the day. Absolutely. So straight into Sunday's games, seven o'clock in the morning, we had Southampton versus Tottenham. Another one similar to Everton, where. I think I had another little parlay going after mine kind of fell apart after the Leeds and Arsenal pushes last week uh, on Saturday. So I started a new one for the Sunday. <coughs> and I thought I was just watching that fall apart in front of my eyes in the morning game again because Southampton started this game off with a goal. Beating a, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, is, is Mourinho really like, going to be allowing his team to start falling apart this early into the season? Is he, like, are the rumors of him going out already? <laughs> like Bailey hasn't even gotten to the team yet because I think before this game, uh, after we, after we recorded last week and before this game started, Bale was like officially signed in between those games, so he wasn't eligible for this game, and so I, so I'm I, I'm I'm so buzzing to see him like what he's gonna be like moving forward. But I mean this this is obvi- this is a classic one of a tale two halves. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, there, hold on. There's I got a little another little trouble in paradise right now. Another famous Jose quote. He uh, said that Harry Kane was killing the game that his team was trying to perform. So Harry Kane's performance killed the game for his side. And the second thing is, a lot of people are asking Jose what's up with him, what's the deal with Deli Alley. I haven't seen a lot of this on Twitter. And he was actually bold enough to talk about it, too. But, you know, obviously he speaks very cryptic in a lot of his stuff, you know, I mean, not giving a whole lot to him. So pretty much... All he said was, I'm not responsible for the market, and I, I'm not able to answer your question on that, but all I can say is I left eight players behind in training. So, you know, he says that they have a big group. So the real question is, what do you guys think? Do you think Delhi has an even chance to, you know, sort of make an impact on this team, or do you think his time is sort of up? Well, they, oh, no, they're, they, they're shopping him, dude. Yeah, they offered him to PSG. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. shopping him. Fabrizio's so they're he's on the market, so – I don't think he's staying at all. Um, I, one word for me is Sonaldo, Youngman's son, the man of the hour. Unbelievable. He's, Wait, Christian, did he mention – did he say that about Kane uh, this past yeah. game? He said that Kane – he got four yes, assists sir. and a goal. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any Dog. sense. I, I just think that I, – I think that Youngman's son is, uh, is, is the all-time, like – one of the old, I mean, I did say this about Matic about about five months ago. I said he's probably one of the more criminally underrated players in the in the Premier League. Um, the dude's just a monster, and I think in a world like I like, I'm surprised no one's come in with an offer to buy Son ever from Tottenham. Like I've never seen any rumors of oh Real Madrid are in for uh, for Hyungman's Son. Like I, you just don't see that rumor being flown around ever. 
he seemed like that that he should be that guy. <clears throat> I, I would agree with you. I think I think what leaves some teams a little hesitant is where the where because he's just so he he has such on and on and off games that I think nobody's confident in maybe pulling the trigger on him. I I don't know. I I don't think he's that on and off, but I can see how somebody might be like, "Oh, he didn't even it didn't even look like he played that game." Yeah, I and I almost game he gets like three goals and two assists or whatever. I almost think that hit the the general public <clears throat> perception of him suffers a bit from Tottenham having a reputation as inconsistent, which might even be more on the back of uh, Harry Kane or or Deli Alley than it is on Sun. So I feel like it's almost the team's perception that prevents you from seeing him as a consistent, you know, every game world-class performer, but he's certainly uh, on his day four goals. Nobody's I, I, I looked at that result. I hadn't watched any of the game and I, and I wasn't stunned whenever I saw the sun had scored four goals. It yeah. Just, I mean, it's, it's I mean hell, two, two years ago, he was the pretty much the main reason why we got knocked out of the champions league due to our, you know, our second game against them. And then, you know, yeah. obviously that forwarded them easily and gave them all the thing. But I definitely understand what the transfer window because, like, it's not like he's old and it's not like he's young. I would say he's right about in the prime of his age. You know, he's the ripe age of 28 years old. And you can still get a couple of good years out of him. So, you know, I'm also surprised how nobody ever wants him. You guys think yeah. uh, Bill gets on the team sheet this uh, – we can talk about that later. But uh, as yeah. we're previewing games. But um, <clears throat> Tottenham – um, had us in the again another game where they had us in the first half. Not gonna lie, kind of deal. Yeah, it kind of looked like they were going to do something, and then Sun just literally took over the game. And Mourinho was just like, "Okay, well, we're gonna sit ten people behind Sun and just let him kind of do his thing." Yeah, and worked, I'm Yeah, I'm curious if it was like if he was for all these years if he was playing with a striker that wasn't that wasn't the biggest ball hog in the world, aka <laughs> Harry Kane, who. Like if he even World like class from two yards, yeah, he has uh, like all these years. <laughs> if he's been, yeah, if he's like, if he can even sniff the goal, he's on the other side of the. If he's on his side of the pitch, like he's gonna pull the trigger on, on shooting. Yeah, well, and, you know, like, like I said, now he's just started passing. He finally found the A button, the pass the ball, goddammit. and so like he yeah. found out how to that sunk and score a couple goals too. Like I like I said last week, I really do feel like Harry Kane's production is gonna take a dip, not having that. Erickson guy, Erickson light guy, where you know you definitely have a guy that's that's considered one of the best passers in the league, delivering balls to him every week, and being that creative yeah. playmaker. They don't. They don't and really his have speed that right has now. gone down so much these past couple of years. Like that was like the one I noticed, like when they're playing this past this past game, that there was a couple times where it seems like their strategy is Harry Kane stays ten to fifteen yards off sides. So they can play a ball <laughs> over top to Sun or to somebody, to Sun or the other winger on the other side. Oh, and then so he and then and then he catches then he, up. So he's just already up there. So he, he can get a ten to fifteen yard head start. So he's not trailing behind like a fucking Cher- cherry picking with back. an offside rule. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate him so much. But whatever. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the second game of Sunday. Uh, it was the. The first pick of the match week, uh, Newcastle versus Brighton. I, of course, was on the wrong side of this one. I had, I had Newcastle because it ended up Newcastle zero, Brighton three. Tim? I'm, I'm flip-flopping on my, on my dark horses God. here. I, I had Brighton as my dark horse when we are doing our table predictions. And then, like, after the first match week, I was like, okay, Newcastle's my dark horse. I'm picking them to win <laughs> this game. 
I think I'm back on Brighton. Was that the one who had this last week? I thought, Tim, didn't you have Brighton as well? No, no. I, I got crushed on this one. I, oh. I came in I came in confident that, that Newcastle just – I. I, at at a at a pickem, it just it felt like Newcastle had a little so, more momentum. So Tim, but so Tim how about how about that little history lesson, huh? <laughs> <laughs> how about that little history lesson? Huh? I, I should have I should have listened. I'll never doubt again whenever you bring up a, <laughs> if, cold, Christian, a cold Tuesday night Christian, in twenty fourteen. If I have to, yeah, if I have to listen to you read off like a full seven game history for one for one matchup this week, I'm just gonna walk upstairs and strangle you. Hey, say 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 what you want, but that's why I have a losing record, but I have plus units because I bet it hey. matters. Hey man, I don't know why you're telling the rest of us then. Maybe you should just keep it to yourself and work so well. But <laughs> but um, well, James, I'm sorry. Who would you have this week? I had Newcastle, oh, <laughs> but, but I, I had Ben White in fantasy, so I believe I believe mm, in Ben White. Just not, right. just and not enough. Might and Ben White might have been the center back of the weekend, man. He looked fan freaking tastic, and I He's bet good. you that I bet you that Leeds wishes they they had they had at least put a bid in for him before yeah. he went back. He's good. He's really good, especially in the back three that they have there: Lewis Dunk and Ben White. Oof. Matt Ryan didn't look too shabby too. He has his hot, he has his hot moments and his down moments and in, in between the sticks. But he lo- he looks pretty good that game. Yeah, I'm, he I'm might be have... a dark horse for uh, 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 the fantasy goalkeeper Matt Ryan. Not gonna lie, I I have I have a uh, Matt Ryan and Martinez. That's two, oh, that's a setup I'm looking at running as well. I might not be able to afford uh, I have both yet, still. but yeah. Oh, are they riding high right now? I got them when they were both four units. No, so. they're they're four and a half. I think both of them. Oh, okay. Um, I got. I have Martinez though. I I never changed him from. Uh, when you had him from, on Arsenal, obviously when he had the transfer for for Aston Villa. Yeah, uh, yeah but just know. getting back, penalty back to this game though. I didn't really watch that. I didn't really watch that much. I'm just assuming they defended really well and just counterattacked Newcastle because Newcastle is a real front heavy team and likes to have the ball in the opposing half. So, I, if I do guess what happened during the game, I would say that's probably what happened. Did anybody else watch this one? It's not really that. No, I didn't tune, tune into this one. <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I'll be keeping my eye on Brighton, especially going into the next match week. But, I, I don't know. They could like, – if I if I could do a wonder – if I like, if I managed to bet, guess them to be in the top ten for this year, I, I'm, I'm liking my odds more and more by the week. Yeah, I'm uh... – I obviously bet I had them as my uh, I think 18th place team to go to go down, and I'm gonna wait one or maybe two more weeks before I uh, fully commit to uh, believing in Brighton as a uh, as a contributor to uh, gathering Put, points. But I, I had um, I had Palace. I had Palace, so I'm kind of with you there, Tim. Where I have to make a decision pretty pretty soon here. Yeah, I. I'll eat. I'll eat my hat soon, but I, I got to see it one or two more times. Looking at the looking at the scoreline there, I mean they they picked up two really early goals, two in the first seven minutes, and then I they just chilled for the rest of the game. It looks like so. Um, I'll have to tune in to to dungeon them with my own eyes this uh, uh, in in the next couple of weeks. But it looks like they might dig themselves out of uh, the hole I wanted to put them in. I, I kind of see see Brighton as like a just a worse Burnley, like. They they're just real defensively strong. Yep, and and you know they. Can, I see them as like really a way much better Burnley. Oh, well, I think they have a, like I really really like, I like Trissard a lot. I like Mapai a lot. 
they still have Adam Alana up there. They have uh, they have a couple other guys that I can't think off the top of my head, but I don't know. I yeah, I think they. I think Wimpy actually the, looks like, pretty exciting. Like whenever Burnley, I've watched him. Yeah, and adding they, Ben White, they, I think they. Yeah, I think they're like Burnley, where they're gonna obviously be defensive minded, but I think they're just a little bit better in the sense that they have some actual flair up there. No, Lamp- Lampty on the wing and um, and, and adding Ben White, like that, that definitely is, has the – and Matt Ryan was already a, uh, a solid keeper. I mean, one of the um, the more highly touted of the, the lower table um, club keepers last season. So uh, I I think they're shaping up to actually be uh, pretty comfortably in the middle part of the table. But He's good. It, he is good. He's really good. All right, boys, let's move on to the match of the week. I was buzzing after this one because I really love the performance. 11.30 on Sunday, we had Chelsea versus Liverpool. Chelsea hosting the, the champions of the Premier League, the champions of the Super Cup, the champions of the, the Club World Cup, and, of course, uh, just being kicked off the seats of the Champions League by Bayern. But Liverpool won 2 nothing in this one, of course, covering the half-goal spread. Um, I don't know. I... I couldn't be more confident about going to the rest of the season after watching this game. <clears throat> and after the announcement of Thiago and, of course, Jota right, right before this game, which came out of nowhere, the Jota signing, I, I, I didn't really get your two takes, the, the Delgatti takes on this on that signing, but I wanted to say my, a quick word about Thiago first. I think I'm in love with this man. Like, he, <laughs> uh, watching this game... <laughs> I couldn't keep my eyes off of him. I was just watching him, and I was like, I cannot believe Because he had the ball every other team. second, but... <laughs> I know. I, well, that's true. He broke the record for most passes in one half, and it was his first half of Premier League soccer. So, uh, so not bad. Uh, and I don't know. I if Whenever he's going to be in, I hope he's a staple of our starting 11, and I think he's probably going to be. I just... I just don't see how teams are going to be able to beat us. Like we, he allows our other two midfielders to bomb up, to add more attacking options to our front three that are obviously flying this game. I don't know. I was just, I was so happy All with right. how this game played out because I was disappointed with how the Community Shield ended with Arsenal. All right, well, let's let's just calm down. We understand. <laughs> hey, you want us to cool your jets real quick, buddy? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Don't forget, Chelsea is down a man. Completely down the man. So that should be an automatic win right there. Yeah, that's true. Number two. Number two. He didn't score until they were a man down. And number three, Keppa literally passed it to you guys yeah. for one of the goals. Yeah, like, how do you, how do you, how do like, how does Keppa, like, how does he still have a job? Like, I know they just introduced, uh, what's his face today, didn't it's they? Uh, um, Mendy. Yeah, they just introduced I think they probably still have to wait well, another week on him because they just confirmed him, right? So they probably, well, I mean, I looked, I was week. always, I was always expecting it to be a tough matchup between like the number one and two teams in the league. So I was always expecting like a, team, <laughs> a, a decent, a decent opposition there. So I, I would like, I would like November seventh, Kyle. We are going to murder your faces. I would like to, I would like to offer a bit of um, tempered optimism from a fellow Liverpool fan. I think it's good to come away with a win. I don't think that what I saw in the first half told me that, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to walk with the, the league by 20 points again. I, I think that 
Um, it was actually a pretty evenly played first half. And I think that if it had ended without that red card, which was just an absolute hug from behind by Christensen, you just can't do oh, that. Yeah, um, if not for that, I think Lampard would have felt pretty good about his team at halftime. So I would still I, feel pretty good about the loss. I mean, right. And, not, and yeah, they, they haven't losing two nothing with a man. Down. I don't think Kai Havertz has, has gelled yet. I don't think Timo Werner is clearly like totally comfortable yet. He had a, ch- he had a couple of chances where he, he was kind of streaming down one on one <clears> against <throat> Fabinho and twice Fabinho kind of corralled him and just let his help come back. Yeah. One time he tackled him on his own. Um, yeah. It, which isn't necessarily like uh, Fab isn't really even supposed to be playing at center back. He looked great. He might have been man of the match um, because he was solid. But um, Chelsea's going to get better, and and we're not going to you know we don't get to be up a man in the second half of every match. So I, it was okay. I think Ziyech is going to be the key that unlocks that team. The, oh, like, I Zayek, agree. Wow. Zayek, so fucking good. He's so good. And, like, I think once they're able to have Kai and Werner up front, be able to run almost like a like a, a, like a 1-3-2 okay. setup where they have Werner up front, Kai right behind them, Pulisic on the left, and Ziyech on the right. That is just going to be – This is – I'm just know. telling you, though, we keep forgetting this is going to be a front-wheel drive car. They still have two horrible center backs – and an unproven new keeper, right. and a well, horrible other keeper. Well, they have Tiago Silva. They have Tiago. Oh, Tiago Silva. 30, I mean, thirty-five-six year old. I know he's yeah. old. I know he's old. But well, and but we'll like, see what he can do. He's still not bad. I yeah, think he's still not bad. He's. I still don't understand don't the reluctancy to put As- Asp back to center back where Mourinho had him back in the day. I, I don't really get it personally. I think. I think he's just too small. Like he's just like he's not going to be able to do anything on the cross. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, who was his partner? I guess it was probably John Terry. Then, huh? Yeah, I mean, now <laughs> it, was, it was probably that guy, that, that really good center back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you do? You stick Zuma out there with him for another big body? It, it's uh, he doesn't seem like the answer. So I suppose I, I yeah I can kind of see that. But um, the other thing I I, did, I I kind of have to agree with you, Kyle. I was I was um, I'm still concerned whether you know Thiago can can put up with the with the uh, physicality of the Premier League. But man, when he got on that field and he just his first fucking pass was just a swinger to to Mo Salah <laughs> on the right on the right wing. I was I just literally said to myself, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This is going to be such a problem." Yeah, he. <laughs> This, he's so I'm like, good. I'm like, Jordan Henderson can't do that. No. <laughs> and I'm like, now they have a guy that can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching him. He was just like, like weaving balls in and out between players. It's like playing the ball. Like, like he doesn't play too many. Like, like of course, like the, he he's plays not, a couple of like glorious passes, yeah. but he just keeps the ball moving. Yeah. I think like fast. the rate like at, which, at which he makes decisions and plays passes is what just like is most exciting because I think that could really that could really you know, add. You know, you could say he learned a lot of that from uh, Mister Joseph <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, it's certainly his style. Surprised there yeah. wasn't more of a conversation about um, Tiago being interested in going to City if he wanted to. Oh, move, so Pep but... did have Pep literally did have a, a quote the other week when asked about it, and basically it summed up to we have too many players in that position. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean honestly, he'd be. Yeah. I think right now, he, if he could get like, if he could just sign Lewandowski again from Baron, he'd be like, "Yep, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> we're back, baby." <laughs> but can't do that. But uh, you can see it. What do, you, what do you? Oh, 
I don't think I heard you guys. What are you guys' takes on the Jota signing? And Tim, you can chime in too. Yeah, I'm I'm a little confused by it, but I kind of understand it. Um, you know, and you know, adding I guess because he's he's Portuguese, right? Yep. Yeah, adding, add, adding I guess one more Portuguese lineup would be nice because you now you have Tiago and uh, what Fabinho, right? Tiago Spanish. Oh, Spanish. Tiago Spanish. Never mind them. What? Yeah. What's he? What's he going to play for you? He's going to be that false nine I think role that, that Firmino's I think in? that's the biggest question. I think Kyle and I might have different opinions. I th- I th- I think he might be more. I, I know he's played some on the wing for um for Wolves. I think it might make more sense with him as depth for either Salah or Mane. But um, I understand that. If if we do ship out Brewster or um, or Origi, and honestly both are possible, you know maybe the full intent is to put them in that in that like kind of false nine uh, center forward role where Firmino plays. So I could see it. Oh, Kyle, what do you think? Hold on, wait, real quick. Did you guys know that that Rafinha is Thiago's brother? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, Rafinha of, of of Barca. Yeah. Whoa. They were both there together at one point. I did not. I did not. Whoa! I think I probably. I think I probably didn't. I mean, <laughs> now that I think about it, they look almost identical. They but, yeah. so similar. But, yeah. But, but I think Brothers. what trips people up is that whenever you see them on the TV screen, one has a Spanish flag and one has a Brazilian. Flag. Yeah, like whoa. So they're not. They're not the same nationality, or they don't play for the same right. same teams. Yeah, they're, something that probably trips up people. There was a. Uh, there was a. A rumor that also um, Rodrigo of you know now of Leeds was their their first cousin, but I think it was just a rumor, and they were like, no, we're just like super tight family friends because their dads mm-hmm. played professionally together. I think, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a definitely a family tie there. And you know, I think you, I, mean, I think if that was go ahead. I, if that was true, I was like, what a family. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a family. Well, I was Talk, thinking, speaking, uh, you know, know, speaking on what a family, how about, did you guys know that uh, Sergio Aguero's son was with Diego Maradona's daughter? So if that kid's what? not good at soccer, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, that, that kid had to get. Had the jackpot on unlucky. Oh yeah, I did actually. He, he, I, if he's not good, yeah, at soccer. I did actually know that. How how but he, I, he's got to be in his you know late single digits now, right? He's still got some years before we're gonna see him in. Oh, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> but yo, I think uh, yo, before you make signing. your point, James. Shut on, up. Uh... <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, piggyback off of uh, the Aguero and Maradona's daughter thing, where. Um, the new Manchester United signing, Donny Vander, what's his name? Vander Beek. Uh, yeah, he he is dating um, Dennis Bergkamp's daughter. Oh, Dennis Bergkamp. God. Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> I love that. I love that goal. Uh, yeah. I love that goal call more than anything. But dude, that guy is probably legendary. I think he's probably the silkiest player I've ever seen in the Premier League. Just so smooth. It's, yeah, it looks like uh, he was just you know having a walk through the field. He was before my pre- – I've watched – he was before my time where I was obviously uh, consistently watching the Premier League, but uh, but I've, I've watched a ton of YouTube videos of him, obviously. And, he, I mean, yeah, I I can see where he's probably one of the silkiest uh, attacking <laughs> midfielders that we've ever seen in the Premier League. Yeah, but uh, I think Yota is a good signing for you guys. I think he can play any of the front three spots for you guys, so I think that's just a, a win in general. He's also super two, Agreed. I, super two-footed I, as well, so the, he can play either the, side. The biggest deal there is that, like, I think actually the yeah. player who ends up, like, getting screwed most by him being in is Shakiri or, like, 
um, oh, or yeah, even or, for sure. or even well, Tim. Who, I think that they're well, willing Tim. to sell both of Tim, those guys. Did you not hear about the, uh, the cup player? Didn't you not hear about the EPL yeah. regulation? No, what? So apparently, Shakiri has to have limited minutes because of how good he is. What? <laughs> this is it this is a shakir has been worth all the money his whole career and and, and he's not a, i got you yeah got hey, you, you the, shut the your key. mouth about him i'm i'm in i'm in shakiri's camp dude i a... you're telling the man who owns a shakiri jersey how many people can say that i love the man he's just uh he's just never power. healthy he's just never healthy <laughs> yeah too much energy stored up in that little body no, but, it's definitely my it's definitely my conspiracy theory that they they're definitely telling them, hey, you have to have limited minutes during the entire season. Yeah, you can they're only like, you can only rip out one of those like far post curlers from thirty <laughs> out at, at once a season. Hey, if, but I mean, if we're saving, if we're saving Shakiri for cup matches, Dude, Liverpool be, could be going for the quadruple. This year. <laughs> well, we could be going for the you quadruple. Said that, but yeah, we'll see. We're going for the Champions League, the Premier League, FA Cup, and the League Cup. Dog, you better we're hope you don't have any injuries court. if you're playing all the same people all the time. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Well, we still have a bunch of we have a bunch of games to go through here. Still, so. that that wraps up <laughs> Chelsea right. and Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have fun editing this, Kyle. So, uh... <laughs> and the rest of the games are and we uh, we somehow started on Chelsea Liverpool, ended on Shakiri's calves, uh, and and well, the last game on Sunday there was uh, was a two o'clock kickoff between Leicester and Burnley. I think this was our first split uh, decision as far as bets go. It was uh, obviously besides Newcastle Brighton, but I, I I seem to recall that I was quite confident. I had three units on Leicester. And there was someone was... that whose name's rhymes with Mim Tim Kinney, yeah. who had a couple of units on Burnley. And I think someone had Burnley in their can't lose parlay. His, his name's Christian, who had him in his can't lose parlay. I'm calling everybody out. Tim, Tim, we we're on the ship together. Uh, his, you know, I, I don't want to say it, I thought first class uh, seats. You're right. Yeah, it's, first class you know. seats. Spent several units on those seats, um, and I honestly, I got all I can say. Count. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna recalibrate, and we're gonna. And we're gonna run it back this week. <laughs> I'm just gonna recalibrate. I saw some things I wasn't expecting to see, really from Leicester more so than Burnley. Burnley hadn't played yet, and maybe I believe a little bit more in Leicester than I did before. But yeah, not having him in your no top goals 10. from Vardy in this game, which is impressive. Yeah. But I, I think Leicester no goals from yeah, they just look good. Go ahead, James. Go I, ahead, James. Like I said, yeah, no, no, not from anybody you would expect is what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, James Justin emerging as a an early um, uh, FPL um, superstar, but um, other than that, got him in my team this week. Yeah, he he's been in since the start for me. He's been a, he's been one of the bright spots, but um, yeah, I don't think Bur- Burnley hasn't. Burnley doesn't have their right, their full back line yet. I know I, Jimmy Dunn was making his first ever Premier League start for them. Um, I, I, I forget, I'm, I'm forgetting who they're missing that um, he had to play in place of. But um, I think it was just uh, the story of um, maybe a sloppy first outing for Burnley. And 
then we'll move on. But another another goal involvement from Timothy Castagna, who's already looking like a nice uh, addition to the to the back line for for Leicester, missing Pereira the first half of the season. And couldn't agree more. They're they're flying. They I think I had Leicester at ninth for my Premier League table prediction. Yeah, I think about like that ninth or eighth. In the ass. Yeah. I think yeah. I think a lot of people were expecting a regression of some sort just because they've been hanging on with the same players for so long. But... Yep. Yeah. They, just like the top yeah. six is going to be really competitive, I think like the bottom half of the of the top half of the table, like people are fighting because I think eight top. You mean for like Europa eight, League spots seven, or something? Six. Yeah, I think those Europa League spots are is going to be just as fun of a battle as the top four, as we got a lot of really good teams that are just below the standard of of you know your your traditional top six. Because you, you got like Everton, Leicester, Wolves, Brighton, yeah. all in there fighting for those for those spots. I don't, I don't know. I think it's gonna be really fun. Wolves. But let's let's move on. Wolves, yeah. Well, Leicester, our last point to cover uh, was Leicester covering, uh, which which means my bet hit, James bet hit. Um, unfortunately for the for the other two fellows, uh, they did not get that. But uh, we'll move on to Monday. Definitely the most boring game of the week, but as Christian says, you got to love those traditional Premier League one nils. Aston Villa versus Sheffield. That's how you know it's bad. This game was a pick em going into it. Uh, hey, Kyle, who'd which, you have for this one? Cool. At Aston Villa. Oh, I thought you were a Sheffield man. I attempt, Tim was a Sheffield yeah, man. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was very, I was, I was torn, and my only thing was like, Aston Villa, I, I like their lineup better, and they had the best player on the pitch, and Jack Grealish going into it. Yeah. Do you mean Mar- Do you mean um, Do you mean Martinez, the goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, Martinez, like, he was fucking save that penalty that game, man. I, Holy, he's great. Yeah. I made a separate bet uh, for that game. I like I, for the Monday games. I did a little. I I I bet Aston Villa to win that I, game, like a money line, and and uh, and uh, we can get right into like covering this game where. It was a pick em, but then I'm sure that line completely fell away after, what was it, 15 minutes at, after? And then Sheffield minutes. got a red card. 12th minute, Sheffield got a red card, which was the most controversial red card I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, they were like two guys that were running down, and they were both tugging at each other's arms. And I guess he was it was the last defender, yeah. but nobody went down. They're both just tugging at each yes. other. And so I and they could pulls a red card. Out. I had Sheffield, so obviously I wasn't super happy with the call. But looking at it, I, I really think if uh, if the attacker decides to go down there, um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I think it was was it Ollie Watkins? Was it Trezeguet? It, it might have been Trezeguet. Um, it, mm. it, if he decides to go down, I think I think it's a clear call, and nobody thinks twice about it he just yeah. like he's he's clearly got his arm wrapped around him he's pulling back he's got two ar- two hands around his neck i i get it i it was it felt soft because nobody tripped nothing really happened and they they threw up a red but um i don't know i, I wouldn't have overturned it with var and i don't know watching the rest of the game i felt like i was justified in having taken sheffield i thought they were equal yeah. if not the better team playing down a man and yeah. And honestly, Emilio Martinez bails them out, um, bails out Villa with a, a penalty save. And um, it, was, it was, I don't know, it was, a, it was an entertaining match despite, you know, despite Sheffield being a man down. You know, this after making, 
after making the bet of Aston Villa money line the the whole game, even after the red card, the whole game. Just shitting your just pants. Thinking, I was like, <laughs> thank. I was like, thank God they're a man down, because they were barely won that game, yeah. being a man up, being eleven on yeah. ten. Because if they were if they were full strength against each other, Aston Villa does not win this game whatsoever. They they like had multiple chances. They couldn't convert any of them. I said that Jack Grealish was the best player on this pitch going into the game. He could not hit the goal for his life. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's something to take away from games moving forward. It could be one of those <clears> things where it's it was their first game of the year type thing, and maybe they're just a little bit rusty and don't have their legs underneath them finding finding the back of the net. But like, thank God they were a man down, or they or that bed not would have not have hit. Yeah, you know, I gotta say that uh, I guess Sheffield just doesn't have the best of luck because wasn't it them with uh, VAR? Because wasn't it them earlier this year where I think oh, they were playing yeah. Burnley and they they it, it, the ball clearly went in and the guy the ref called it no goal and VAR just decided I guess they were just sleeping on this one. So I, I think it was I think that was I a think VAR Sheffield game. got a red card in their first. I can't remember. Sure I know exactly was, but I know exactly the game you're talking about. But I think that yeah. was one of the relegation teams that didn't get the call, Christian. But I don't think I, it was Sheffield. No, I think it was, it was against. Oh, Sheffield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? No, like, like it was like it was yeah. like a ball that clearly went in. Oh, was it Bournemouth? It must have been Bournemouth, right? Yeah, or, or something. I can't remember. It was. Yeah, it was one same, of those same colors here. team that went down. I, for, I oh, forget. Oh, I'll look it up real quick. But anyway, no, it was actually Sheffield against uh, uh, Ashton. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That's 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 the funniest part. It's two teams again. Historian coming in. Why don't you bring that up in your historian picks last <laughs> last game? You know, <laughs> it, it was against. It was yeah. They said uh, it looks like that the uh, Ashton Villa goalkeeper took the ball over his own line and goal goal line technology said no game, no uh, ball. Yeah, yeah. So, that, no dice. As that I was said. right in the corner of the goal, so they just like yeah. claimed they didn't have a camera where they could see the yeah. any any green space. Yeah, that was a weird oh, one. It was so bad. We had money on that game too. I remember that. That was that was a big one. That was a big loss. That's bad. But anyways, I'm excited to talk about the next game if we're done talking about this one. <laughs> yeah. We'll move on. It was a one nothing. Aston Villa just take your take your win and run because yep. you got lucky. Last game of the match week was Monday at 3.15 kickoff. We had Wolves versus Man City. I think I was the only person that was taking Wolves this week. Uh, I think we, our buddy Gray also had Wolves, but he wasn't on the pod. But Wolves won. Man City 3 was how this one broke down, how this one finished up. Man City getting a goal right at the end to make it 3-1 to one instead of 2-1. to one. And Literally in the last second of the game, they got, a, they got that goal. Allowing them to cover because the spread was one, and I, in which I had Wolves plus one, which was uh, unlucky not to push. But I don't know. I, I'm curious. I want to hear what I, like. I took the floor for the Liverpool game. I want to hear what you guys have to say before I get my two cents. Um, go ahead, Jesus. Chris. Jesus Christ, do I love Kevin De Bruyne? <laughs> do I love Kevin and do I miss Sergio? But I'm happy this is going on. Um, there has been talks, so especially after this game, that I saw on Twitter that uh, Pep was actually going to start a lot of the young younger guys for uh, our match against Bournemouth. Moving on, I don't know why why he decided to say that now, but it seems that there's a little bit 
some issues that he was not really comfortable with, and especially with some sort of fitness and, you know, the whole COVID virus going around. But uh, that's, that you know, that's not here or there, but that's future. But, you know, as I can say, Kyle, I want you to say, uh, suck it for going against us. And England's second bad boy, Mr. Phil Fodden, he's about to have a kid in every country. The man did. Almost just said a spit take. But um, just some analysis on the game itself. Um, I think obviously it was a game of two halves. Uh, yeah. But, but, but I I don't think that we it was that out of control of the second half. Um, I I really feel like um, we were in control most of the game. I think the the second half they figured out that Mendy sucks at, yep. at left back. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "We're just going to give Adama Traore the 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 keys of the game here and just see what he can do with Daniel Pote." Because Pote, I don't even think like I think Potence was playing like left wing or something, right? So, he was on the, he was like on the right. He was on the right wing. No, because Adama was there as well. Oh, they do a three. They do a well, three. A, five, a Traore was yeah playing right back type. Yeah. Thing. And it was. They're gonna move those the combination guys of those probably. two was they were they those two don't fuck around. I can say that. Those, yeah. two, were abs- those two were mercilessly beating Mendy. Yeah, yeah. and I that- have no idea why Pep was just so reluctant to send some help. I'm. I mean, it was. It was that part was bad. I, however, if you were if it, seeing how United was back into the mix, if you were to tell me that with you know. No preseason. We had just gotten off Champions League disappointment. Um, we're coming in a week late. Wolves already has a win under their belt, and we come to their stadium and we beat them three one. I'd say that's a good day in our book. It just kind of sums things up. Things I'm worried about. Mendy is my number one issue right now. I actually don't even think that back. Like John Stones is not going to be there forever. I mean, I didn't think he had that bad of a game, but he didn't look all that confident. I thought Ake looked really good. He looked quick. He looked like he was down to make some decisions. I think he had a little bit of a hamstring issue, kind of looked like. He looked like he was yeah, limping a little that. bit. In the first half, he like got a nudge. He got like a, a yeah. little pull. He, he or made, uh, in the first half, they had like a through ball that was going to go through, and he had a sweet diving little little pass to to Fernandinho. But I, I think for me, the, play, the player at the end, people probably won't ex- – I mean, De Bruyne was great, but I think Rodri is, is, is looking like the real deal in terms of a – center defensive mid. I had my reservations at the start of last year. I remember we were watching yeah, the first I got, game. Yeah, I got to say, James, that's Christian. a bold move for you to say that. We're not, yeah, because I remember the first few games of first few games of last year, Christian and I were watching, and I was like, this guy does not belong on an English football pitch. He was just getting out-muscled, didn't really know where he was playing. But this game, man, he was all over the place covering for Fernandinho's ass, who I thought also had a disappointing game, making some questionable decisions in the passing game. But, I mean, Rodrigo was playing balls everywhere. He was picking up the ball and, and helping out the, the center backs a lot. Um, I really thought that he was player of the match for me. And then um, some disappointing result, I guess, results for, for uh, Sterling. Um, I really thought he put in the work, and I really thought he had some moments where he could do something. Um, I don't necessarily think he disappeared. I, I, like I said at halftime, I thought – he and Jesus were the two hustle players in the match, really putting in the work physically to try to get something going for them. But, you know, like I said earlier, a 3-1 against Wolves. We're starting a week late. I I, I take that one any day of the week. And Furon yeah, had, had, a, uh, had a nice little start. 
but you can't really say much about how much time he had in the pitch, but not bad. Yeah. Tim, what Tim, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I mean, you just brought up Jesus, and obviously he popped in that real late goal. Um, I I felt like – I feel like – it's 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 just a pattern. You I, you guys might agree or disagree that I see his name a lot on the pitch, and for the amount of actual goal involvements he ends up with at the like I I just don't know is he not a clinical finisher? Is that is no? He's just he's not. We say I I I, I think James and I came to an agreement. He's not selfish <clears throat> enough. Just yeah. like how Aguero and he's not he's not clinical and be. selfish enough like yeah, like Aguero yeah. is. He's not like a... instead, like there's so many times where we'll be watching the game and he'll make the pass while he's like two feet in front of that, you know, playing, I guess you can say that Brazilian type of soccer instead of just taking the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we, yeah, we deal with never similar, working for I suppose for me, similar frustrations with uh, for me, uh, different, yeah. but. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah, but you guys have Mane and Salah on the way. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So you. I mean, if if Aguero's out for an extended period, and it sounds like it's probably two plus months at this point. Obviously, you got to yeah. figure out how to fill that spot. But maybe well, Phil Foden's part of <laughs> filling in those goal involvements <laughs> and well, filling the, um, in. Uh, the other thing. The other thing I'll say is that well, I, I, we didn't see Riyad Mahrez play either, and he's, right. he's good with the goal contributions. Um, the one thing I will say about Jesus though is that. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but over and it did happen yesterday. Um, but whenever we tend to take leads in games, recent more recently, um, Pep has been uh, um, shifting. Um, what's his name? Phil Foden into the fall. So like, um, Jesus will start in the striker role, and then Foden will start on either the right or the left, usually on the right side. And then um, whenever we got a goal yesterday. Or we were, we got the two goals in the second half. Um, Jesus played on the wing and Foden played false nine. Yeah. I guess it was because he was. I think what's happening is that Foden's better at receiving the ball in the midfield and and distributing. Oh yeah, is his, what I yeah. would assume. His touch, his touch is unbelievable. I think Pep was expecting the, the, a, a big press from Wolves, which is why he made the decision to do that. Um, and, and then eventually they were starting to punt it to the wings where where Jesus was. So I, I think. Um, him not being on the score sheet has as much to do with that as anything else as well. I mean, it, it seems they, they don't trust him as much to distribute balls and and things like that from, from the center. Uh, not sure why that is, but, uh, you know, there is a positional switch that happens during the games with him for, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My, my – That'll be something to, like, look at moving forward. Yeah, my, my takeaways, I, though like – My big – What were your takeaways, yeah. Kyle? I, I, like, I don't know. I – I walked away from this game. I'm, I'm kind of disregarding that that last Jesus goal because he literally scored that in the last second of the game off of a mad deflection. Still off of fucking counts, you piece of shit. <laughs> it does. It does count. <laughs> but like, it was a last last second. So like, the whole game was for like the last like half hour was two one. Like, so it was like a one goal yeah. game for most of it all the way into the end. And I couldn't get over the feeling that like I I felt like you guys should have lost that honestly. Like, there was a time where, like, James, you brought it up, where Wolves all of a sudden figured out that Mendy sucks at – he sucks. Like, he just is not good at all. Yeah. He was the worst player in the pitch. And, like, all of a sudden they figured it out, and they had uh, that potent sky. They had Triore just attacking him and swinging into the box. Him and his had a few chances. A couple of other guys yeah. had a couple 
great chances where they you don't you just don't get those touches in a box really, and you expect guys like no, Ralph I... to put them away. And Pogues yeah. had a couple one on ones. He got behind the defensive line. There was that one where he chipped it over, um, chipped it over your goalkeeper, and it landed right on the roof of the net. Like almost went in as well. I, I was just like thinking, I was like, Wolves, if they were clinical in this one, they could have gotten four or five. Yeah. And I, I walked away from that one feeling, feeling like it was relatively bad beat on, for like for having Wolves plus one in this one. I'm sure Man City will get a lot tighter defensively. I don't. Hey man, uh, it's, our, it's, our, that, it's our first game. You know yeah. what? We will figure it yeah. out. We didn't have we didn't have our best hurt, center back either. Yeah. We didn't I'm have sure a fourth line at all. I'm sure you guys will. I'm sure yeah. you guys will lock down that third position in the table. But it was just something. I was just. <laughs> it was just like I don't know. I was. I, one well, thing. I mean, one thing that like I had in the back of my mind going to this game is, uh, like who are like who are your leaders on that team? Like who's the who's your captain right now? Um, Fernandinho, oh, Fernandinho that night, for that sure. Match, but it's nor it's normally either Kevin like, or is he uh, like it's like he is he like a leader leader like I, I don't know I I, I took away from because I I I was listening to a couple of games with a natural sound where you couldn't hear any crowd noise for Liverpool games and the whole time you hear Jordan Henderson and Virgil Van Dyke directing the whole game like they're yelling at players they're like telling them mm-hmm. what to do they're like. Hyping dudes up when they do a good play, and with and you kind of saw that little drop off. What you like, you could tell that Man City um, was missing that a little bit when Company left the team. Yeah, and going into this, they lose another veteran player in David Silva. Uh, of, uh, of course, Aguero is not going to be that that guy because he can't even yeah. speak English for fuck's sake. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's like I'm just you know, curious. You can, you, can, you, can, you can keep chipping away at the team as much as you want, but it's still not going to. It's still not going to you know, stop I, us I, from I think coming after. I think you're. I think you're right that you know they wolves looked dangerous yesterday, but I mean last year that's a game that we lost two times in a row at home and away. One one with a crowd, right. and this and this one we come yeah. away with a win. And with you know, with a team that already had a win under it is what it is in a game. Yeah, plus I'll, we're I'll no, take it. plus we're also notoriously known to, to switch captain roles throughout, throughout the week, so it's never a set uh, real thing for us. I can't. I came away with the game with yeah. a few, with a few thoughts. One of them that Kevin De Bruyne is still one of the top one or two players in the league. I'm yes. not gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna leave a little bit of wiggle room there, but you you hear what I'm saying. Uh, it's that I think Wolves are actually going to be a really solid team this year, and they're going to compete for European spots again. Um, they they, they just, always are. I, I yeah. they just they they're too well coached. Raúl Jiménez is is clinical. Daniel Potence looks like the truth. They like I, I think I understand why they're willing to to move on from Jota if uh, if he's going to be filling a similar role. And I think that ultimately you guys probably figure out how to play defense a little bit better against most teams, and Mendy doesn't and end up being the the answer. So. Um, I'm not, I'm not reading too much into it because I thought that Wolves definitely had a chance to win, but you guys are overall the better team. The first half it was dominant, so um, it, it, I'm excited for the rest of the year. Alrighty, we put a bow on that match week two with that with that fiery summary that we cleaned up in uh, in just under a good amount of time, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> let, let, let's let's move on to uh, let's move on to match week three here. I, I I'm curious to see what you guys haven't. For your picks, there's a couple interesting lines here. Kyle, we I... brought up last week how we hate. Oh, James, you and 
Tim particularly hate when there's lines over one goal. And how many we have? We won two, three, four no. games this week that are at minus one and a half. I, I just I didn't like how last I just noted that last week was the first time since we started doing this that I didn't see one that was one and a half or more. Oh, true. Or, or two weeks. It was it you're was right, a tough. Right. It was close. It was the first week that we we're talking about. Yeah. Go ahead, though. You're right. I'm not a big fan of the picks okay. this week, though, well, Kyle. You're right on. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. This one. This one's yeah. like. The lines for these people are figuring shit out, man. This yeah, you know, you know what trends of the season, storylines develop. Like, you know what I gotta say? I love the board. I absolutely love the board. <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. Christian says he loves the board, and then he's gonna put ten units on, on like, Leeds for, United. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> yes, sir. I already got seven on them bad boys today. Shut the fuck up. All right. Well, we'll start off 7.30 Eastern time on Saturday. We got the first game of the match week. Brighton versus Manchester United. The Lions, man, you minus one on this one. I'll I'll kick things off with saying my bet here. Uh, I'm fading the fuck out of man, you. Uh, I'm going Brighton plus one on this one. I uh, One, I, I, I like I like their team. I, like, I think they're really organized. I like them to... Lock down that defense where they got the, the three center backs and Lewis Dunk and Ben White, and I'm blanking on the other name. I like the Irish kid up they have up front. I think he's wearing number 44, Conley. I like uh, Trissard. I like Mapai. I like Adam Milana coming off the bench. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure if they're going to win this game. Uh, I Kyle, would, you're, think, you're thinking about it too much. You're thinking about it too I, much. I, I, I might be. Let me, let me tell you why. <laughs> All right. So first off, it's Brighton. Let's not get too excited about Brighton. <laughs> Second of all, as much as I hate United, they always seem to play Brighton pretty well. Let's look at the facts. Oh, let's <laughs> look at the history. Let's read through in six June, fucking games. In June of 2020, <laughs> they won 3 nothing. In November 2019, they won 3-1. And in August of 20, or my bad, in January 2019, they won 2-1. So there's an upward trend that's going on that, you know, they're starting to get more gold. And so I see as, you know, as a horrible start of getting three to one loss against Crystal Palace, I'm saying they definitely have a fire up their ass and they're definitely going to come out swinging this game. I'm taking Manchester United. I think it's, I think you're overthinking it. Timothy, what all do you right, got on this we're one? Kicking off things, not all taking the same bet. All right, I think I like fall. I fall right in between these guys because I basically. I'm with you, Tim. I basically had this as a pick'em where I really hate both sides, and I'm only putting one unit on it. It's probably my least comfortable bet of the week. I don't like the the momentum for Brighton is obviously in the right direction. The momentum for Man U is obviously in the wrong direction, but still, kind of like Christian was arguing. It's still Brighton Man U. I feel like Man U, their result looked worse last week than it it probably should have. It was their first match of the season. Uh, I, I just see, I just see it's, I think it's more likely that Man U comes out winning this game by two goals than they end up drawing it. I, that's, that's where I got to fall here because at, at minus one, I, I, I think Man U probably wins by a goal or two, and I, I just think that's more likely than, than drawing. So I'm, I'm light, I'm gently on Man U. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not hammering. It. I put I've, I've two units on Brighton plus one. And you know what? That's that's, and, that's um, a loss of units. And I, um, I'm I am literally right on with Tim. Tim here. I have Manchester United just because I don't believe that they're going to start the season with two losses. They have a better starting lineup. Ole's not going to make the same mistake he made last time. He's going to put in the team that that he ended with last year. 
Um, and I just kind of think that they'll pick up the win here that they need. Um, I'm so – who who knows, though? I, I agree with Tim. It's it's a pick at this point, but I, I have to lean United on this one. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean – Whatever. You guys, yeah, whatever, you guys dude. Can, no, if we – Hey, look, it's a win-win for you because, like, if you if you do win this, then – you look like a genius, and if you lose this, well, they're supposed to lose, and so you know, yeah. whatever. That's true. That's true. And it could end in a push anyway. We can just all have egg on our face. But uh, exactly. All right. We'll quick. We'll, we'll swiftly move on. 10 a.m. Eastern time. The second game of the match week. Crystal Palace versus Everton. Uh, I have this as my most confident bet of the week. Yeah, uh, I'm I not like too. Christian. Yeah, I, I I, I'm not like Christian where I put like seven or eight units on a game, but I, I do have four on this one, which is big for me uh, uh, because the line is right now Everton minus a half a goal. And so I have four units on Everton covering that spread. That's, I That's like an investment. I, yeah. Does anybody have Crystal Palace for whatever reason? Tim, don't you say it, you motherfucker. Okay, well, I almost was that guy. I look, I actually start I actually started with my money on Crystal Palace and I've ended up on Everton with a, a small so, one and a half units. And I could I, I this is the game I've thought the most about, and I, I just it just feels like a trap game. It's Everton. I you know, know people are excited <laughs> about them, but it's Everton. They, they, you know, they, they know, won 5-2 against West Brom in a game where they were up a man for half the, half the match. It just – how do you get that excited about that, even though obviously the signings look good, the whole picture of Everton, it's starting to come together. Crystal Palace is undefeated. They're one of the one of the five, six teams right now that haven't lost yet. And they, they look good. Zaha looks good. It just – it feels like a game. I, I know it's only a half a goal where Crystal Palace could pull out a draw or a win, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It was always Everton." I think I would I would be thinking exactly how you are, Tim, right now. If the line was Everton plus one, yeah, I was I, going yeah. into this and I was expecting to see that plus one for Everton, and the only reason I feel that way is because Zaha is pretty good. Like they got a decent attack, I they're not gonna that Everton's not gonna keep keep a clean sheet in this game. Like by no means in my imagination that they're gonna they're they're going to. But I I just think Everton with the signings that they do have, I think they're gonna dominate the midfield in this game. I think I, I, I it's gonna be a tough game, but I do like Everton to win by at least one. Yeah, the, the only because way- of that. The only way you could convince me this was Crystal Palace is if there was fans and if it was because it's at Crystal Palace. But other than that, right. you know, I think the folk, the people in Liverpool love James Rodriguez. Notice how I got it right this time. Um, but they're handing him bottles of wine. You know, I think they're just mashing the well. And you know, I think this. I think he's going to do it. I think this is going to be. I think this is actually might be an Everton like two nothing, three nothing type of game. <laughs> I don't hate does I, I James you can go. I just I yeah. I just think they look like the real I mean I think the hype train's a little bit real with these guys for whatever reason. Not sure why I believe that. The only thing that's that the only thing that's really gonna stop them is if if their center backs decide to have a bad day and if their strikers decide not to score. Cause like 
I, I think we can all agree that Fulham that would, Fulham was that would suck. The full, yeah, the Fulham Everton game was scary in the first half, but, but I mean, we're everybody kind of for, forgets a little bit that uh, there's there's you know, Richarlison had at least two chances that he should have definitely bagged that he didn't, and so I, I don't know. I, I think I'm still and that's yeah. and that was the first game that they had. That, I mean, they have three brand new midfielders that never played with each other before, and that they was the first so game they all played with fucking each other. good. And they look so unbelievably yeah. good. I mean, the passes anybody... that Hamas is making are unreal. Great. He's a wand of a left foot, as they say. Mm-hmm. But does does anybody have, like, a halfway thought of Everton sneaking into the conversation for the fourth-place spot? No. I, I, uh, well, do you, do you yes. want to think about it, Christian? <laughs> no, I, can tell, I can tell you right now, if you, had, if you gave me $100 to put on, Will Everton make the top four? I'm saying no. Well, I, I'm not okay, saying so Everton's a, better than a sure thing. Yeah, Everton's but... beaten Tottenham, right? So that's that's one out of the way. I never had yeah. Tottenham in and the that, top four. Okay, yeah, but I'm just talking about the traditional six teams. That, well, I shouldn't say traditional, but I mean like Everton's like the the yeah, forgot... the recent top six. Yeah, yeah. The, you can the, say that the top like I the teams are going to be fighting for that fourth spot. As I think we can all agree that Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea doesn't have a back city and yeah. And Liverpool are going to be taking those front yeah. three. Yeah. All right. So well, I'll, che- mark you, Chelsea, I'll mark you three well, down. No, I don't think so. I think Chelsea, for place. Chelsea can't prove that they can defend yet. Yeah, I think we might be anointing Chelsea a little bit too early. I think. I think I, I, think I agree with. I think I agree with Tim. I, I keep saying it. Uh, Chelsea's uh, the the signings have have masked. You know, the, yeah, they've thrown a veil over everybody's eyes. They still have some serious issues in defense and. Um, United hasn't gotten their shit together, so I can right, definitely so, see it. And Everton seems to have it in full gear right now. So and I can totally about, see them squeezing in. I absolutely can. All right, I'll have you guys all marked down for Everton in top four. No, well, no, whoa, 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 we're whoa. saying Christian. That's different. We're just, saying we could see it happening. That's not yeah, like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just, saying I'm just, that's a that's a bad take. I don't. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I'm not putting them in my top four, and I, I'm, I'm just asking the question is for a conversation sake because, I, I there's going to be few games where I'm betting against them to lose, uh, it, but it is going to be against the top. I'm curious to see a, a, a like an Arsenal versus Everton or a Chelsea versus Everton. Yeah, yeah. I'm not or that even on a, the even a city actually. even a city versus Everton and a city versus Liverpool. Now that Angelotti has his team. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, he he's he's not a manager to put your nose up at. He, I'm just I'm just saying that Tottenham, Tottenham United, and Chelsea look uneasy enough right now, where that you know Everton might be. But like, I don't see any of this holding the course of a whole season. There's many ebbs and flows of a whole season, right. and people will start to figure it out eventually. I mean, they, I mean, they're just lucky that the midfielders have gelled together for the first two games so well, like yeah. they have. And then, but I mean, people are going to start figuring it out sooner or later. Like, yeah, like it you know is, I mean? is Everton's back line as it is. Is it is it any steadier? Do we think it's steadier than than United or Chelsea? I mean, where Lucas Dean, despite his attacking um, ability, has honestly looked kind of gettable because I feel like he gets caught out of position sometimes, just being yeah, high at the pitch, and they don't shift as well as he's a little like Mendy. I like he's a little like Mendy. Yeah. 
and so and like our our Seamus Coleman yeah. and and Michael Keane and and Yeri Mina around and, and Lucas I, I think Dean. Are they. I think their center backs look more suspicious I, to me than wing backs. I, I think wing backs look. Yeah, I like Coleman. Good. I, I, I take Seamus Coleman is a is the rock of the. Uh, he's a, he's been like he's been their guy for a better part of a decade now. Seamus Coleman has been and. Yeah. I, don't, I I like Michael Keane as he's not going to blow you away. Like he's, I don't think he's going to make a lot of mistakes. Like a, obviously like a David Luiz or anybody like that. He's not going to be that type of guy. But or a Virgil I mean, Van Dyke. I, I think it's steady. <laughs> a Virgil Van Dyke. Yuri Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Yuri Mina. <laughs> it just like caught me slipping there. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna make mistakes leading to goals like a Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, but no, I, I don't know. All I right. like Yuri Mina too. Like he's a tall guy. He's gonna he can he can clear the box. He can win those headers and stuff. I think they're steady. But Cal just Cal just loves height. He just loves. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I agree. He just love tall pick, guys. I, I, Pickford's a great keeper. He's a great keeper. Do you do you believe that? Jordan Pickford. I don't think he's great. I think he's yeah. I, I pretty do. good. I think. I think look, any, all I'm saying is, any time that I've ever seen them play li- like last year with this same unit. Like when they were playing against like some of the bigger teams, they weren't like if they they were either like tying or losing. They didn't win, and when they lost, they lost by like a goal. So like I I don't. Well, I think no. I think we said it in the preview that clearly they were they were missing a midfield because I don't think any of us thought that uh, their defenders alone were the problem. Their defense alone was the problem, and they it looked like with Richarlison and you know Dominic Calvert Lewin improving that they might have enough up up front they just didn't have anything to link the two and now it's it's clearly there so i understand the hype and i'm i'm cautiously on the bandwagon but i i'm i'm out on the top four for now i I gotta see them do i gotta see them do it against another top six team or two but i think more importantly they have to consistently beat teams like west brom and not falter in those games if they're going to compete for the top four all right yeah moving forward all right, let's get on to the third game. Speaking of West Brom, they're kicking off at 12.30 versus Chelsea. This is Like we mentioned earlier, there's a couple one-and-a-half line spreads, and this is the first of them, of course, in favor of Chelsea. Uh, even though that is a big line, and like we said earlier, they had a lot of great signings, Chelsea, but they all haven't come to fruition. Of course, Havertz doesn't look like he's gelled particularly well yet. I still have a huge issue not laying the points here with Chelsea. I, I'm, I, for me personally, I, this is like my standard bog. Like, like if you if you put two units on every game, that that's our twenty unit allowance. Uh, and uh, this is like kind of like one of those like par games for me. I have two units on Chelsea minus one and a half. I'm not particularly nervous about it. I'm not feeling super confident about it. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. I, I'm hoping this is the the first game where we finally see some of the the bits and bobs flowing for Chelsea. We see, you know, Werner bag a couple, maybe Havertz get his first goal for the club. I, I, I'm I'm not sure. I hope I'm hoping. These are all hope, but West Brom still is not a team to to snuff at. I really like their coach. I we, we've seen even against Everton that they have a couple players that can bring out some particular moments of like of one-on-one brilliance where they had the one goal from outside the box. And of course, like the goal of the week, maybe with that free kick uh, for West Brom last week. Uh, uh, those things make me nervous going into Chelsea minus one and a half. 
but with the the lineup Chelsea can pull out, uh, it's going to be hard to uh, hard to bet against them. You know, I like Chelsea. Chelsea does great against West Brom historically, even though they haven't played them <laughs> in two years. But you know, two you know, different I, teams. It don't it doesn't matter. You can you can say what you want, but I I believe that there is history for a reason between teams, and just like how they're always with rivals, play up to rivals. So I'm just saying right now, I like Chelsea minus one and a half, regardless of the history. I think it's just an easy thought. I don't think anybody should ever think it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll keep. I'll try to keep this very simple. I, I think that we've seen West Brom lose by three goals twice now, and <laughs> and I think Chelsea on paper is the team that we all think is the best out of the three teams that they will have played. Yeah. So it just it's easy for me. Chelsea is one of my favorite picks of the week. I have Chelsea with three units, and I until I see West Brom not lose by three goals, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect them not to be able to hang the top. Granted, they've had they've had a, a tough draw having to play. I think it was uh, was it Leicester and then um, and then Everton as we just talked about. But um, yeah, it's, it, this one's Chelsea for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Moving forward, we got. Uh, we got the last game on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, uh, Burnley versus Southampton. Possibly looking at like one of those classic Premier League one nothing games, and yeah. with that prediction, I, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm still gonna lay the points. I, I'm taking the favorite here. We got a half goal spread in favor of Southampton. Danny Ings looked like he uh, was a, a shade of himself last game. He, he got his goal. He was on target a couple more times. He was looking dangerous against Tottenham. Uh, but it's going to be one of my standard bog two-unit games in favor for um, putting the points on top uh, for Southampton. But we'll see. I don't know. I like it. Uh, uh, but it, I can see this losing, though. I can see this being a draw. Yeah, that's why I took Burnley. I could see it being a draw, and they play him pretty off, actually very well in the past. So I'm going to say Burnley. I'm taking Burnley instead of Southampton. <laughs> Tim, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Burnley, Burnley lost uh, two goal by two to Leicester last week. I, 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 tough to read a ton into that too early. It was their first match. But Southampton's been in awful form. Um, so I just think that uh, if, if I'm getting a half a goal for Burnley, I'm going Burnley. So give me them. I, I agree. I also took Burnley. So it looks like you're the odd man out, unfortunately, Kyle. <laughs> um, I just think they've been. I think ha, Southampton's ha. in such shit. Well, we, right we've now. been but, we've been here before, where everyone's high on Burnley, and for some reason that bet doesn't hit. Like, who would have guessed that Burnley is not the team to bet on? I'm not right, high on talking Burnley. That shit. I'm, really I'm, not, I'm, I'm not high on Burnley. <laughs> I am. I am so low on Southampton. Like, yeah, they, they lost like, to Brentford midweek last week with a full team. They, Whatever. They, uh, they, all right. Well, they, there's not there's not a lot to talk about this game. There's not really just yeah. not. Uh, you can just we'll, argue we'll keep it at that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, semantics, really. All right, we'll move on. To, we'll move on to Sunday's games. I, I like the Sunday's games a lot, of course. Um, yeah. Seven a.m. kickoff. We have our Cinderellas from last year, Sheffield United versus the Cinderellas from this year, Leeds United. For this is my second most confident bet of the week. I and I can see Christian's nodding his head right now. Uh, they have to set a pick 'em for some reason. This is my pick uh, of the day. I was like, 
what I was like looking at this game. I was like, what? Uh, what why is it your pick? Of the, I, I, you can take it away, Christian. This yeah, is this actually this, might this, be my, this, might, this might be my pick of the month. To be honest with you, I think Sheffield right now are they? You know, they're still trying to figure shit out, and I think Leeds is just fucking all gas, no brakes, ready to rock and roll. I'm saying they're walking in there and they're absolutely just crushing them. I'm saying this might be a three nothing Leeds United victory, and I put seven units wow. on that boy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Guys, wow, I'm wow, I'm so week. I'm so happy to hear this. I don't know if you guys happen to look at my board before I before I'm getting here, but we're gonna have our no. biggest disagreement of the season because Sheffield is my biggest pick of the week. I have four units. Wow. Actually, well, okay, but I'm bullshitting you. I'm but, bullshitting but, you. Like, I don't have four LAM too. But like but, <laughs> Tim, I do Tim, have Sheffield. I'm excited about that. Dude, Tim, dude, Tim. I, I can tell you right now, Leeds is just gonna straight up Molly Wap Sheffield. It's just gonna happen. I can tell you I have I have leads going into this one that it is my second most confident pick. Granted, it's only three units. Um, but the only thing I'm waiting for for leads is this press has, I didn't, I, I didn't watch them last year. I, I don't watch a championship. Like maybe that's something I'll get into this season, but like this press has to catch up to them at some point. Right. Like they're going to have, Dude, they literally get, played it. They literally yeah. played it all last year. Yeah, I know. I, was like, I don't like, know they, how they do it. But like their guys, like they were dead at the end of the last game. Like dead. Yeah. Like it looked. Uh, you could. I mean, some of them. Some of them look really good at the end of the game. They were still running around really fast. Everything sprinting, even though they're up a goal in the last minute of the game. Uh, that's the only thing that's in the back of my mind is like, oh, is this going to be the game where they like get some tired legs or something? I don't know. Hopefully not, because I do have three units on Leeds winning this game, but that's the only thing I could say against them. I love watching Leeds. They're absolutely electric, rock and roll football, as they say, but I don't know. What do you think, James? I I also have Leeds. Um, I I think, Tim, Tim, if if Liverpool is like your your wife of 20 years, like Sheffield United is that massage parlor you go to once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you just really like Sheffield United, man. <laughs> um, uh, which was like this anti-story of last year because Max, Tim, and myself, we did a little uh, predictions for – it was just kind of like a – like a, there was like a couple questions, like who, uh, who's going to be your top four, who's going to go down, who's going to be the first manager sacked, like – couple questions like that yeah and tim couldn't have hated sheffield more in that like he uh, was, like he's was done absolute flip-flop here before i saw them play and i just don't th- i think i don't want to get bitten again and i don't and i just think i think leeds is the is the hot commodity here but we've seen sheffield finish in the top half of the table and i thought they actually looked quite good playing down a man for essentially the entire match yeah. in their in their first game and I just I think Leeds has a ton of questions and obviously right. a ton of a ton of intrigue with a, with you know popping seven goals in through two weeks. But uh, I think Sheffield's just the more disciplined team, and they were better than Leeds in the the championship two years ago by a lot for a reason. And I I I, I I'm gonna ride that for now until I see Leeds beat a team that I think is a good team and not look absolutely just porous and frightening in the back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just be hesitant to jump on the bandwagon. So, Sheffield for now. 
I have leads. Got? I have leads, but honestly, I, I, I was just making fun of you a little bit there, Tim. But I actually, actually, probably do think she, I'm just happy to take the loss of leads. I just like betting leads just because they're fun I, right now. I totally feel you. But I think yeah. Sheffield is probably the better team, and I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, people people forget that Sheffield was this is Sheffield didn't change. They haven't shuffled their team much the past two years. Um, they've bought some players here and there, but the core is kind of this, similar to what it was. Yeah, you lose and, Henderson for Ramsdale, but yeah. uh, obviously I think Henderson's awesome and Ramsdale is maybe a little bit less good, but I think highly of him as well. Yeah, and, and I just think that the Sheffield team has seen what this Leeds team can do. Uh, I think yeah. that they played against them. They've 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 done. They, the, I, I, I mean, know the only you guys don't want to hear my history take, but well, Leeds the, the plays them very well. Oh, but, I actually do want to hear that take. But I but might... but Leeds is. Uh, I think at the end of the day, though. I, Leeds has improved a lot. I think I just think it's going to be a good game. Period. Like I, 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 I don't quite agree with it being a pick'em kind of deal, but I, I think it's still going to be a good game regardless. In the last What's five match, in the last five matches that they played, Leeds have won four out of the five. Wow, I love that. Any for your thought? And the last <laughs> thing, I, last thing I'll say, like I, I said last week with Aston Villa versus. Uh, versus Sheffield as well, uh, where this line was a pick'em, and I think it's going to be my mantra going through every single pick'em this year. Is I like betting on the team that has the best player on the pitch, like Phillips for Leeds is really international. good. He's really good, and like I know I said that about Grealish last week, where Grealish is a little is also an England take, international. Take, take, but, it, take it, take it back, take it back. Man. Yeah, but Grealish is not that great as we saw last week. But <laughs> yeah, wait, I, Kyle, I, I, Kyle, I feel like I'm getting a major contradiction here because what are you going to do whenever City and Liverpool play, and you have to take the you have, <laughs> to take, you have to take Liverpool? But I think we're we we might have heard you say that that KDB could be the best player on in the Premier League. So I, what do you mean I, could? <laughs> I yeah could could the best player on the field. <laughs> for those of as you I as I as I turn around with my Henderson jersey on uh, player of the year uh, quite frankly that's all I have to say about that and Raiders Association player of the it, year I also Jordan did Henderson. say that it was only for my pick'em games and everyone knows that Liverpool is probably gonna be favored in that game so okay. uh, yeah I'm, oh uh, you yeah. think so we'll see about that yeah, sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I let's let's move on to the next one <laughs> let's move on to the next yeah one. <laughs> we got leads fuck you Tim uh <laughs> Sunday here, here. 9 a.m our second uh one and a half spread game. Tottenham versus Newcastle. It, it's it's going to be one of those things. I hate bet like I hate betting these types of things. It's probably the only con that we have uh, putting in these bets prior to the actual weekend because we don't really get to see what the lineups are going to be like. This spread could be totally warranted, or it could be null and void. Uh, compared to what type of team, uh, of course, Tottenham rolls out there. If they put in Regulon over Ben Davies and they put uh, Gareth Bale in at right wing, that team, that team could win four nothing to that that, in that game. But and the one and a half spread could could finish in a double spread cover. I don't know. I uh, so I, I. I'm kind of going down the middle again. This is one of my bog standard two unit games that I have. 
But of course, I'm taking Tottenham in this because I'm not banking on the side that Bale doesn't play and Tottenham have another shitter because they played well last week. But and I do like Newcastle, but I don't know, not not enough for me to like not bet it. Keep it simple, stupid is my opinion. I agree. I'm taking Tottenham. Tottenham plays Newcastle very well. In fact, in July of this year, they actually <laughs> won three to one against Newcastle. So I'm saying they're going to have no issue with it. I think they have a couple informed players. And I think even without Bale, I think they'll win. But just adding Bale, I think, is just adding, you know, some finishing touches on the already iced cake. So a bit of um, intel. It sounds like Bale is not going to be good to go at least until probably the month of October. Um it he's he's working on recovering from an injury <laughs> too much tapas it's a golf injury no doubt but um yeah. he's, he's got he's got a tea time on sunday yeah, literally, <laughs> literally um but yeah it's, i actually enjoyed this quote from jose saying basically that um he believed that uh gareth might be able to shorten his period of recovering and shorten the period of getting fit because he uh, is so happy to pl- be playing for the team and his motivation <laughs> is so high as if suggesting that, you know, all the time that he missed in, uh, in Spain was maybe because he wasn't so excited to get back. But um, so they're, they're saying that I think the estimation is around the time of the international break next month and it could be sooner, but um, I don't think he's available this weekend. If that, if that affects the way you bet, I'm still going Tottenham. Yeah. And it's just like, I, it, I, I, we just watched them beat Southampton 5-2. Uh, I, I hate this one. I have one unit on it. I just didn't. I wish I could not touch it. I, I think um, Damn. I think Tottenham, I, I, like, I think this plays really well for Tottenham. Tottenham, I mean, obviously Mourinho likes to sit back and take on pressure and then gig people over the, uh, the counterattack. And I just think that suits Newcastle's style of play perfectly because I think Newcastle is one of the few t- mid-table teams that likes to go forward a little bit. And so I, I just think that it, it's it's um, a good bet to go Tottenham. So I, I also chose Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Keep it simple, stupid. But then I can also see Newcastle winning this game just because it's just one of those classic Tottenham things to do. Okay, with. all right. That's why. I well, we'll it, move right? into well. We'll move into probably uh, my my easiest bet of the week. I have. Uh, I don't see. I don't see how you go. I don't see how you go anywhere other than this. Uh, of course, it, we're we're talking about eleven thirty kickoff on Sunday. Man City versus Leicester. I'm going with the the 2015 Premier League champions. Of course, oh. we're talking about the Leicester City. <laughs> we're talking about Leicester City, folks. We're talking about Leicester City, and I'm going Leicester City plus one and a half. Uh, they're just they're just the better team here. No, I'm just kidding. But I I I don't know. I I saw what it's I saw like last Kyle's week. Using a little bit of history. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I saw what I saw last week. I think Jamie Vardy and the and the Jamie Vardy and the boys can be a little bit more clinical. Maybe they can't put as much pressure and as much flair as that Ponens and uh, Domitrori did on the left back. Maybe they switch up the left back, but I don't know. I uh, Unless Aguero's in there to put that killer instinct up top of let's score some fucking goals, I don't see City win, winning by two here. I, I obviously see them playing two, like winning by two and more against obviously our bottom half teams, but 
when you're playing against a real team like Leicester, I, it's it's gonna hover between that. I I do like the, them like, not winning by two. A real team. That's just my thought. A real team like Leicester, who I did not, who I had as number nine on my top ten list. Hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a strong top ever table. That's all right, all. so I'm gonna I'm gonna also I'm gonna do it once again. Keep it simple, stupid. Manchester City have only lost one game in the last nine games against the Leicester, so meaning that they won eight out of the nine. And you know how many of those I, by two? I kind of this is hold on, this is where I was about to get into. <laughs> I kind of I kind of definitely see why Kyle because we definitely have a little issue here. However, if you look at the trends, like I like to say, we're coming up on one where we should be winning at least four nothing. <laughs> um, I I I, 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 can, I can also see why Kyle picked Leicester City. Um, we we do struggle against them a lot to get to get more than you know two or more ahead. Um. I actually think that on the schedule in general, the teams that I view as as upset teams for us um, would would be Le- Leicester and Wolves would be one of those teams that I feel like you know that we struggle against. And I'm actually looking at Leeds right now, in in, in the week after this one, as a team that we might struggle against. Um, but I. I just I have to bet Man City obviously, and I just think that we'll be able to put to put it past them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little torn on this one. I'm going uh, I'm going Leicester, in part because I I love the idea the idea of a little bit of differentiation in our in our picks. But no, it's just it's just Liverpool not picking Liverpool. <laughs> but 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 no, I, I honestly I I think I kind of like James <clears throat> too. I, I think I see. Leicester being in a similar pocket of teams as Wolves, who obviously gave City just a little bit of trouble last week. I don't see Leicester winning this game, but I do see I do see a world where they they pull out a draw or a one goal loss and hang on to that. Um, obviously, they have uh, Vardy up top, who it just only takes him one chance, or you know so somebody comes down in the box on a on a careless Mendy tackle, and Vardy's going to pop one past you in the penalty. And um, I think they they have a, a a solid defensive line. They've been a good defensive team over the past season. Um, they're disciplined. They, they've already outperformed what I expected for them this season. Obviously I, you know, notably picked them 11th in my preseason table. I think I'm probably going to have to eat those words sooner than later. Cause they look relatively solid. Um, their back line just looks better than um, I think it uh, might've been expected to be uh, with the, the bit of change that they've had. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lester here for two units and uh, just enjoy this one as a pure watch. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I'm I'm banking a little bit more or less on the Jamie Vardy versus uh, John Stones matchup that we might see. Uh, if John Stones steps out there in center back, I'm gonna feel more and more confident about my bet because. He doesn't stand a chance against anybody who's not in, you know, the third tier of the English pyramid scheme. I, Kyle, he's tall. <laughs> yeah, he's he's tall. He's handsome, but he's not a good center back. I don't know, but I don't know. we're gonna have to go with a split vote. But I, I mean, I, I don't, I can't hate you guys for going against your teams because I would do the same thing, and I am gonna do the same thing. But we'll get into that later. Uh, before that, we have to go into the last game on Sunday. Two o'clock kickoff. Uh, West Ham versus Wolves. Uh, another Easy. surprising line yeah. for me. Yeah, I agree. I was. I think this is like I the was easiest a, one of the easiest bets of the week too. This is my second lock. 
Yeah, I was surprised at this one. Uh, it's also on. I don't want to like give it away, but it's also my, on my can't lose parlay. Yep. I didn't hammer it in the individual bet. I only have two units on it. But Wolves minus a half a goal against West Ham. I do see a world where Antonio and West Ham do cause them problems. But if they play it out five times this game, that maybe happens once or twice, and then Wolves handles them appropriately the other times, I obviously I hope that it happens in the uh, in the latter of what I just mentioned. But I don't know. I'm curious. What uh, what do you what do you say, Tim? What do you what do you think about this one? I think I've talked. To, I feel like I've talked a lot about um, liking Wolves and liking the performance against City, and I I, I I'm actually just. A, also surprised that um, they're only favored by half a goal. This is my favorite pick of the week. My actual favorite pick of the week. I'm going to have four units on it here, and it's going to be in my can't lose. Yep. I um, I would agree with you guys. I just don't see wh- how the hell this was at a half. All right. Last game, uh, last day of the match week, we have uh, two games here on Monday. Kicking off later in the afternoon, we have the first game at 1 o'clock. Another Aston Villa game on Monday at one o'clock. We have Fulham versus Aston Villa, our second pick'em of the match week. Uh, quite frankly, for me, this wasn't all all the truth of the sense of a pick'em for me as far as who I was going to pick to win. And as and it really was basing off of what I saw last week from Aston Villa. I they uh, like what I said when we were viewing the game. If Aston Villa didn't get a, if they didn't have a red card in their favor. I didn't see how there were any possibility of winning that game, and I just really struggle betting on a team that's like that. And I kind of like the fight that I see from Fulham. They don't look as bad as some people are saying. Uh, I know, I know they they've had a tough go of at the start of the season, but even when they were four, that when they were down to Leeds last week, they they came back and they could have tied that game up if they really wanted to, if they got a little bit luckier at the end there. Uh, It's also one of my least, uh, least confident bets of the week. I have them at one unit, uh, but I am betting in in favor of Fulham. I agree. I'm with you there, Kyle. Uh, You know, in, you know, actually of recent years that uh, Ashton Villa actually lost to Fulham in 2020, 2-1 in the FA Cup. So I, I, you know, I think Aston Villa is not going to get their revenge with the form they're in. I think Fulham really needs to pull their something together here. So I think this is going to be a good chance to do so. Yeah, Aston Villa also otherwise, one of my relegation teams too. Otherwise, I'd be normally betting in favor of the actual Vegas odds with the minus one twenty five, but instead Fulham is plus one at five, so I'm taking Fulham. James, what do you think on this one? Um, I, 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 I have yeah, this one. <laughs> James, it sounds like you're right where I am right now, where I'm staring yeah. at my pick and I, heard I might, I might flip fired it. from the hip. You're fired from the hip. I have V, I have V in this one. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I have, I have, oh, I love it. I, 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 I don't know why. I just I have Ashton Villa. They're I'm, they're on my screen right now. I'm looking at them like these, I don't know. Maybe these guys will put it together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, fair, uh, fair enough. That's why they have it on a pick'em. I guess this is probably the truest sense of a pick'em. It's like I, you cannot like any pick 
here or there. Like, you can't, like, particularly like either one more or less. But I'm curious what you have to say, Tim. What are you picking? Yeah, what, what, what is there to to really like about what either team has done. And so I, I, I thought I, like you said, Kyle, I thought that Villa didn't um, look like they would have had a real chance to be in that match with Sheffield if, uh, if they'd been at full strength, but um, obviously elsewhere in this table, I'm, I'm kind of betting on Sheffield to be a decent team. I think just from all, all the talk about Fulham coming in and, and still not having an idea what I think about Leeds, I just think I have less of an idea what Fulham's going to give me. And I don't think Villa's very good, but I, Fulham has a, maybe a chance to be worse. So I'm just going to stick with my original pick here of Villa. I only have a unit and a half on it, and uh, and I'm, I'm going to not worry too much about this result, and I'm not going to be too upset if I don't get to watch the match. <laughs> All right, Kyle, let's ride. Yeah, let's do it. Uh uh, who knows? These are two of my teams I've picked to go down this year. This could be one of those ones that have later implications on the table. Maybe one of those classic six-pointers we talk about down the stretch, but I don't know. Who knows how many how many points these teams are going to pick up throughout the season, so this could have... This could be a big game. Um, but moving on to last game last game of the match week, we we got the champions of Europe. You got the cha- or the champions of England, rather, and Liverpool kicking off at 3.15 with Arsenal. I was a little surprised, not going to lie, with this line. If it was anything less, I would have absolutely brought out the hammer for this. But it is at one and a half, which does have me a little hesitant. Um, because <laughs> we haven't been matching up against Arsenal quite well the past past couple times does that check history, out history baby history yes sir uh, in, uh, in july you guys lost two to one in the premier league and then in august of 2020 so the last two times you guys lost in the fa community shield yeah and and so that is the one thing that's holding me back but um one big thing is those were both um bt which is of course stands for before tiago <laughs> uh, which, <laughs> I would argue they're, all, they're um, also which is AP. absolutely why I'm going with Liverpool this time because he is so goddamn good that he's just gonna be like whenever Arsenal of course is like the other two times where they throw 12 men which I know you don't have that many players in the pitch but when you put everybody be it in the box, just everyone in defense and then hoping they can spray a couple balls around and hope Aubameyang Pulls, puts one in the top corner like they have. I don't know. I think uh, Tiago is going to be key here on locking that team and getting the ball moving and, and finding those key passes, deleting the goals. Uh, and I don't know. And I, I see I, I see Liverpool covering here. Uh, I'm not too confident on it. I I do only have it at one unit. Uh, say what you want because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I have my, 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 the, the new kit for this year on with Henderson on the back. My captain, of course. I don't know. I, I, that's why I'm going with. Uh, I'm curious to see what my fellow Liverpool uh, supporter thinks about this one. Um, yeah, just back to the history. I'd I'd like to mention also that 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 uh, those that July and that August match were also AT after trophy, so they were just they weren't meaningful. I mean, you can say the Community Shield is a trophy of its own, depending on who you talk to. But um, they we're they, talking that, to two city fans. Uh, they're they're going to count that. Uh, Silverware, silverware. But um, 
Yeah, I just uh, I don't I, I I'm not reading too much into those matches. Certainly not the Community Shield because Liverpool didn't roll with a, a conventional lineup in that game. I think James Milner started in the midfield. So, what can you say about that? Um, but uh, James Milner's a saint. I'd love the man with all my <laughs> heart, but he's he's not one of the top seven center midfielders on our squad. I don't think. But um, the uh, yeah, I just. Um, I'm going Arsenal. I have to break it. I, I, I no just think way. Yeah, I, I think no. I, I, I would well, never pick against my own team. No, but oh, here's the thing. Oh I liked. God. I liked. I like to hedge the emotional bet because there's still a pocket here uh, where we. Where you're like gray. That is such a gray thing to do. I no. It's just I. I don't. I don't think it. I think the line is too large. I think I, it doesn't make sense getting can I, minus can one I? and a half to another team who's who's won both of its matches. Tim, these are in, these are not real. You these are this is not real money. <laughs> Live a can little. I kick Tim from this call? I am who I am, and if that Very, if that means I have to be kicked from this call, so be it. I'll. <laughs> Unreal. No, you're not I, get I'll, kicked from the call. Well, here we go. I also have Arsenal. Um, and I do think that Liverpool will, will probably win this game, but the line is just too – it is too much to bear for me. So that's all I have to say on it. I mean, I think you guys covered it pretty pretty perfectly in that sense. Okay, I guess – I go back and it. forth. Am I a sports fan or am I a Liverpool fan or am I a better first? You know, who am I? But uh, obviously going through an, a bit of an identity crisis, I apologize. <laughs> you know, you know, I kind of agree with Tim. I can definitely see in a Liverpool one nothing win. I'm just not quite sure about two nothing. Maybe even like two one. However, I I I think Tall, Dark, and Handsome may have your number, but I also think Thiago may be the answer for that number. So, you know, I I actually don't know who I'm going to pick for this match, and you know, I thought I might do a nice little Siri bet. So I'm going to do heads is Liverpool and tails is Arsenal. <laughs> so we're going to leave it up to the Siri. Let's see. Yeah, you're ready. Could do it. Flip a coin. It's tails. We're going Arsenal. <laughs> <Fuck it> Hey, I, all right, wait, wait, wait. Before we do, before we say anything, though, I'm I put say, three units on it. By the way, <laughs> hold on, hold on here. I, I'm about to expose Christian a little bit here, because uh, un, unbeknownst to our audience, um, we do have a spreadsheet with all these picks and everything on them, and they're all labeled under our names. And Christian had accidentally done, put his picks on my sheet. And I'm about to expose him here because in this game, in this game, oh, I, I flipped them, I flipped them all around. <laughs> I know, but you were really confident on this because you had Liverpool down for five units <laughs> before, <Whoa>. before, before, <laughs> before you had come up with this. Yeah, but, that's, that's but, like, that's but like, also tails never fail, so yeah, yeah but that's, I have to that's, take that's, that into account. You can, you can yeah. say what you want, but that's just my first thoughts looking at the sheet, not really thinking about it. And then I thought, of course, I got to throw more money on my boys at Leeds. So, Whoa. You know what? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm second-guessing. I decided to switch it back and forth. You know, Tim, you I'm second-guessing too, but I'm not going to leave. <laughs> All right. Because because we I looked back the at games. the scoreline. I don't. Need, I, all right. Take, what's what's your last? What's the, what's my the my last my last point is history. It is history. It is Liverpool Arsenal in July when Arsenal won two one. Liverpool had twenty four shots, eight on target, seventy percent possession to Arsenal's three shots, two on target, and thirty one percent possession. Oh. It wasn't. 
it wasn't actually i recall this I, this is why i looked it up it wasn't actually a competitive match it was a couple i think it was a virgil van dyke defensive mistake that by chance so <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah I, I i think the history actually ends up maybe being a bit on liverpool's side here but you i'm know, sticking arsenal because i said it already you know that game um that that reminds me of our our first game last year against against tottenham where it was, I think it was a two-one loss at Tottenham for us as well, and I think we had like we had twenty-seven shots, like ten on target and a goal, and Tottenham had had three shots, two on target, and two goals. <laughs> That's very, how it. Very similar situation. That's how it it goes at the top of the table sometimes. Well, that's one of the yeah. best things about betting is that we will see, we will see, uh, <laughs> but I'm. That everyone has as their as their their cantless parlay. What like what are your three bets that you're putting together as as um as a little parlay action? Everton uh, City I, Wolves, easy. Everton City Wolves. I have two of those in mind. I have Everton Leeds and Wolves. Oh, I forgot. I Everton forgot. Leeds. Yeah, I have Leeds in mind. I. <laughs> To, uh, sorry, someone put that down. Put uh, put Leeds and Christians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I have Everton minus uh, what, what was it? Everton minus a half. Of course, first Crystal Palace. Uh, Leeds as a pick them, uh, and then Wolves minus a half. So if you put ten buckaroos on that, that you're getting fifty and a half back, sixty and a half back if you're including your ten that you put down, uh, plus five hundred and five. I love that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm put. I'm, I'm betting that in real life. As um, so, I don't know. I like it a lot. I, I'm gonna go the other way. Uh, I know we already had some disagreement in the conversation. I'm gonna go with Sheffield as as my least favorite of the three that I'm putting in here, and then more comfortably, I'll have Chelsea at the minus one and a half and Wolves at minus a half. So you're that confident in Chelsea, Ooh. really? Wow. Yes, I love I love Chelsea this week, and I I ten ten nets you uh, fifty six there plus five sixty if you're interested. So that's pretty close to oh yeah. I had the exact I had the exact same one as as, as Kyle. I had, I had Leeds, Everton, and and um, Wolves. I think that's just I think Wolves and Everton are are just such guarantees that I mean you're just dumb not to do that. Yeah, and then. You yeah. know, Leeds is a little bit of a as a throw, you know, throwing it out there just 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 for fun to see if it'll land. All right, we all got our, our can't lose parlays out of the way, and I did want to touch a little bit on fantasy. I want to have one last word on it because um, we've had two match weeks underneath our belt. I I want to go out there and said I used my wild card, which Ooh. means you can use as many transfers as possible. I'm not going to go into all the transfers I did make. Uh, but I had to get Ziek out of my team because it does look like that knee is going to keep him out a couple of match weeks. Uh, and so I'm looking <clears> towards, <throat> I, I'm looking towards Sun. I brought him up. He's in my team. Hillman Sun's in my team. Hoping for a couple more four goal performances. Uh, but that's all I really I'm going to say about my team. I, I'm feeling confident going into the going into this uh, this win, match week. What was uh, everybody's score for this past week? Sounds like a question the historian asks when he knows he had the best score. Oh, no, I, I didn't know how I did. <laughs> no, I, I, haven't, I haven't checked the uh, – Tim, you got it? The updated standing. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. 
Um, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Our uh, fearless leader this past week, Gray, with 67. Um, oh, uh, in sec- James, are you in no, our league? No, not. James is not yet in our but, league, but, but you but can it, still join. But if I were in the league, I had 68 points. Oh, nice. And I what are you at, and I what are you at total? I didn't even have Laporte. I had Laporte starting in my lineup, so he was an automatic zero. So I had a good week. That must mean. What are your What's your total? That's a fantastic. What do you mean? Week. What's my total? My like fun- your total. Your total through two weeks. Oh, I mean, last week I had a dog shit week. I think I had sixteen points last week because I had. I had three players from City in. Well, that- I just did. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out. So I had like three players from City starting last week because I forgot to switch them up. But yeah, this I week I just had I had I had all the goal scorers this week and I had Martinez in net which was huge. So big things yeah. moving in the right direction. Yeah. I had a down week but started strong so I'm still comfortably uh in first in the, the little mini league we have. Tim, how did I do? Uh 53, a much a much Holy uh shit, I broke I broke 20 points. Yeah, yeah, much uh much improved. Let's go. All right. Well, I think that puts a bow on this episode, guys. That we we wrapped up match week three. We 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 brought in our technical analysis on match week two. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about it. What do you guys say? I say I say toodles. I like this. I think we have. I think between all of our bets, <laughs> one of us got each pick right. That's that's just how it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have a you have a correct opinion on all the games. Hopefully. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's all we got here for you guys today on this week's episode of the pod. We hope you guys got some good insight from a few of our picks. Like we said earlier, hopefully there will be one correct opinion at least for each game. But it looks like everyone particularly likes Wolves, Leeds, and Everton, especially me. Uh, but, you know, the best part is we get to see who's right and who's wrong starting tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning. I can't wait. Anyway... We'll be back next Friday reviewing these picks, and of course, we're giving out fresh ones for match week four. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.